guys, what is happening? Welcome to my first ever podcast. I just want to say thanks to Adrian Flux for sponsoring this podcast. Now, I have actually personally been insured of Adrian Flux for two years. I think they're amazing. And if you're a young driver and you're looking for insurance, check them out. Link is in the description. If you it's your first car or you've got a conversion camper van or a camper van, they're great because they're like one of the only insurance companies in the UK that will insure young drivers on like a half-converted camper van whilst you're converting it. So they're brilliant. But link is in the description. Thanks to Adrian Flux for sponsoring this episode. Um, we have the man himself, <laughs> George King, is back. Now, George has been... Two years nearly, mate. Oh, it's got it's flown by. Two we we would have done years. it done it quicker if it wasn't for COVID. But look, I'm happy to be here. Everything, mate. The world has gone mad right now. <laughs> we are here. We finally made it happen. We've been meaning to make this happen yeah. for a while now. For anyone that doesn't know, if you're new here and you haven't seen before, I actually done a podcast with George in July 2019. Um, what's been happening since George? Oh, it's a been, lot has happened. Yeah, a lot a has happened. Lot. So when I last saw you did that podcast, it must have been two months after I climbed the shard. Everything was cushy. I was sort of building a brand. I was trying to trying to sort of capitalize on what I do. Life was good. And it was a month later where I was taken to civil court, despite not getting arrested for climbing the building, despite the police just giving me no, nothing more than a caution. I went to court for civil civil action. Before I actually climbed the building, I knew prison was on the table. And I thought that, you know, there was some potentiality of going to prison. But by the time I didn't get arrested and I was in the mix of just, just living my life, I d I kind of the, the thought of prison just seemed like a distant, distant thing to happen. So when I actually <laughs> when I went to court, I was so cocky as I walked in. And then as soon as I saw the judge and I saw the solicitors, I saw everything unfolded in front of me i was like instantly knew i'm going to prison Big problems. yeah massively mate because you, you come on the podcast and that was when everything was sort of chill. i even said in it mm. now nah, you'll be chilling yeah like, you'll yeah, be yeah, fine yeah, yeah. like so when, when did you go to court after the podcast so it was it was about a month after the podcast it must have been 21st of october i went to court and yeah i walked in and there was the judge and they were just speaking in words which i never heard before i didn't understand Good old thing. legalese yeah and there's stuart wortley on the back bench sitting in the goalpost cowardly not saying anything whilst the barrister's just drilling me and about three hours into the court hearing um two court officers walk into the into the court with handcuffs by their side, and I instantly knew oh, that. Is this the them. first hearing? Uh, yeah, yeah, first hearing and only hearing. And they walk oh, what, you, the, you, Yeah, I, just oh, one hearing. Oh, shit. I thought, oh, okay, I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah, that. just first hearing, only hearing, and they walk in, cuffs by the side, instantly knew I was going, going to so jail. Did, did you have to plead guilty? Or? Um, yeah, so the way yeah. I which I did it was that I had, yeah, I had to plead guilty. There's no point trying to fight the case yeah. and saying, oh, I didn't know about this injunction and all that. That's clear. It, it's it. just, yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, not only have I said in interviews that I've done a hundred recce's and I've done all this, yeah, yeah. like there's no way that I was, yeah, that I was going to yeah. really get away with it, unfortunately. And um, yeah, so these two court officers come in. I'm thinking, yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna go to jail. But the judge is still going. 45 minutes in, and then he comes in. He's like, right, I now commit you to six months custodial sentence. <laughs> and you know what? In that moment, I was like, there's nothing I could do. Let yeah. me stand up. Let's take it. 
Um, let's get on with it. I turned to my family who looked a bit sad. And I just sort of gave them a nod and wink. I was like, look, it's all right. I'll be out in, out in six months, uh, which actually ended up being three months. But at the time, I was like, you know, you half a year. Didn't, you didn't know. Did yeah, you? exactly. Did I'll you not know that you could get it half? No, no I didn't. I knew yeah. nothing. Mate, I didn't know DCAT, CCAT, civil prison. Yeah. I had no clue anything about prison, which made it even more of an adventure, more of a challenge because I knew nothing. And um, as soon as I was cuffed, Instantly, there's a stigma attached to you. I remember walking down the court, um, court aisle and there's a little kid just in front of me and the dad just grabbed the kid, pulled him aside because I've got the cuffs on. Son, suddenly, yeah, I am a criminal. A criminal. You're, yeah. you're a bad man. Yeah, yeah. exactly, man. And um, what happened? Yeah, so I went to the court cells, got processed just, just below the courts and then eventually they're like... Um, you're going to go to Felton. And I've heard stories of Felton. And I was like, oh, yeah, no, I've heard bad things about that. Uh, but then they turned out and said, no, you're going to a adult prison now called H&P Pentaville. Never heard of that. But fuck it, let's, let's bring well, it they on. they just switched it last week. Uh, yeah, because yeah. Felton was overcrowded. So they just thought, you know, just switch it. It always yeah. happens. And I get, into the, I get into the bus and I'm looking at, I'm looking at the, like, the, the walls in this like cramped up bus. And it's just saying like... Um, it's like chest shot gang. It's all these sort of different gang signs, all that like all people who represent different gangs in London all passed it on. And I'm I'm thinking, fucking hell, I'm going into the lion's den. And yeah. I'm just like, but as part of me still, it's a little bit of excitement, you so know, that's just, the, I, I like going into that. Out of your yeah, comfort zone. Yeah, completely. exactly, mate. And I go out, I go into the court, uh, the prison processing uh, room and you're no longer an individual. You're now a number. Prisoner A9251EK. That's my prison number. That's who you are. Um, you get. You have to strip down naked, do a fucking ballerina's twelve squat. And this as you arrive yeah, into the thing. Yeah. So ah. instantly, dehumanize. You're just. You're just another person in the system. Yeah. And, and then that started, which was um, a crazy three months, which I thought was going to be six. Uh, which I, I never ever regret. Um, so the first day, I, <laughs> I remember I was still just like on edge, just what's happening. Am I? I'm in long. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, I was still sort of like um, just trying to process what's happening. All this, yeah. kind of, all these sounds and language. Was you, did you get chucked in a cell with someone yeah, else? Yeah, I got chucked in a cell with a guy who was in for attempted murder. Fuck. Uh, who so actually that ended up being quite a nice guy. Yeah. <laughs> But anyway, one of my first tastes of what prison was like was when um, my cell door got open for dinner. I go around, I get my blue plate and my and my blue bowl ready to turn around and get out. I turn around, and there's three, three um, young offenders in my cell, one holding a makeshift prison shank, staring right at me. And I'm thinking, fucking hell, like, like, am I going to fight? Am I going to do this? I was shitting. Is this it. what, your first day? Yeah, or? first day. I'm like shitting it inside. But at the same time, I'm on the outside, I'm standing strong and standing tough. Yeah. I instantly in a split second realised what's going on. Um, I'm a young offender going into a London jail. Any young offender going into a London jail is most likely in for gang-related crimes. So I can only presume that these guys are trying to test me. That's what was, that was my intuition. And they go, who are you repping? Which gang are you repping? I said, I'm from Oxford. They're like, what are you doing in London? And it, yeah, no, one of them's, you know, holding this knife and I'm thinking, fucking hell, they're saying you're, you're saying you're, you're Dagenham, you, you're an op boy, you're, you know, your enemy and all that sort yeah. of stuff. So I'm thinking, fucking hell, no, like fucking, are they trying to fuck with me? Like what's going on? 
eventually after just speaking it through, they fuck off and I'm sort of there just with my, just like, what the fuck was that? And I'll just go and get my dinner. But I kind of understand now, ret thinking retrospectively, that they were just looking to see if there's a weakness in my armour. Yeah, because in prison, if you're vulnerable, you'll get victimised. If, if, if you're macho, you'll become even more macho. It like intensifies those already characteristic traits. Yeah. So um, if they saw that I was weak, they would see cell 510 is someone we can manipulate, someone we can steal from, and they would just victimise me. So I, every time, over the first two weeks, I was just getting tested and tested and tested. And I had to just keep a strong persona throughout it all. Um, so yeah, no, that was my like first introduction to jail. Sounds fucking scary, man. <laughs> yeah. Sounds horrible. But yeah. no, no, I like that. Like, yeah, you got to stick your, stick your ground, I guess, and show you fucking tough. That's what that's mm, about. And yeah. That's what I hear from people that have been in the prison. Like, yeah. I know quite a few people mm, have been and they mm. just say that's what if you show weakness obviously then you just get yeah, fucking walked yeah, over don't exa you exactly mate. sort of like real life really like it you is, show mate. weakness yeah. and you get walked yeah, over yeah yeah that's it mate and um but I, I don't look back in, in anger or... I'm bring or, this over and chill. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't look back in anger. I'm actually glad I went because I learned so much from, from the experience, you know, like so much about life, about crime, about about just just how to carry yourselves in weird sort of, you know, environments. And it was, yeah, it was just such an intense but but incredible experience. You see what I, I'm saying? I feel, as bad as it is, I feel like prison could do me very good in yeah, the sense yeah, of yeah. like you detox from your phone you yeah. fucking lose <laughs> all, yeah, you lose massive. all of these like addictions you've got massive, and it's almost yeah. like people pay to do that yeah obviously yeah. the violent side of it's not good but like people pay to go to retreats and fucking yeah, go to yeah. silent meditation yeah. retreats and stuff and i'm like i feel like prison would actually do me very well in like many ways 100 percent, mate like you you're in there you're reading books you're i mean that's all i did write read books work out Day mm. after day after day. Uh, but at the same time, those four balls can send people crazy. crazy you know, yeah. like um, Spice, is. there's an epidemic in, of the drug called Spice, which is yeah. synthetic, just legal. I mean, it's it used legal, to be a legal high. It used it? to be a legal yeah, yeah. high, but it's, I mean, people on heroin are going to Spice. You know, mm -hmm. it's that kind of, it's on that sort of edge. And you get some people, I mean, it's everyone's on it. You get some people either it will turn you psychotically hyperactive. I remember seeing some guy just stripped down naked, dancing in the middle of the landing, or it turns just people into zombies. And you see people just walking around, just like mumbling to themselves. It's just like you're walking. I didn't feel like I was in prison most of the time. I felt like I was in a psychiatric fucking. Just hospital. people. Yeah. Everyone smoking. A lot, a lot of people. Yeah. A lot of people. Then you've got the side of like there's big money in it as yeah. well, oh, isn't well, there? Because there's fucking that, so much more in there. And that's the other thing, mate. Like. Like with prison, it's just it's just taking crime from one place and putting, putting it into, it into another, <laughs> yeah. it to Mate, another I, place. I spoke to a guy who was in prison for seven years and he was making so much money yeah. inside. And they they've got how how do they get drugs in? Like oh, he was saying, they pay prison guards, like oh, drones, yeah, yeah, everything. Yeah, yeah like, mate, the, the prison the prison guards are as corrupt as the prisoners, mate. Thing is, they're getting shit wages. Yeah, they're yeah. not looked after by the government. Yeah. They're gonna, aren't they? Yeah, they're yeah, that's it, mate. You get someone going. Right, I can give you five to ten grand just to bring a couple <laughs> yeah, of smartphones you're gonna, in. You're Easy, do it, you know. Yeah. So, like, yeah, this the whole system's broken. That's what I found. Look, the the prison system is completely broken. Um, I I remember seeing one guy. Saw him. I was chatting to him in the exercise yard on the day before he was going to get released. 
got released the next day. A week later, he was back on the wing. It's Fuck. a revolving yeah. door. Yeah. And um, until the government actually find ways to just completely change the system, that's what it's going to be like it the need, whole fucking time. It needs changing up. And yeah. the justice system, for example, you being in there is bullshit. <laughs> it's a good like, there is no justice. The reason yeah. you're in there is because you pissed off a big corporation yeah. and they had enough money and they wanted to make an example of you. Yeah. But it's not justice. Like, it's not at all. Pedos yeah. get off with, mate. Mate, pedos. Uh, when I done community service, there was a pedo who got more, like, less community service than me and I jumped into the Big Brother house. <laughs> so so like, I jumped over a gate. I'd never hurt oh. no one. And there was this guy, he had 18 years worth of fucking child it's, porn oh, and like yeah. top category and he got less hours than me and I couldn't fucking, but that pissed me off because it was like, where's it's the so justice wrong. in that? Yeah. So wrong. Um, it, you know, like for, for people who, I mean, I used to have been naive to think, oh, we live in a sort of fair country where, yeah. you know, the, the legal system, the justice system, prison system is fair. And to see, like you said, I mean, I look on the fucking news and see that uh, politicians who got caught with category A or teachers. There was a teacher. Common, my, isn't it? My so old, common. old school, there's a teacher who got caught with category A child That's porn. like the top, top category. And, right? and, and he got, got community service. Yeah. I'm thinking, fuck me, I've got six months which for, I never, for, for climbing a building. Yeah. And, um, and that's something to touch on, really. I wasn't a criminal um, prisoner, I was a civil prisoner. I don't have a criminal record. About, yeah. yeah, I don't have. So the civil, I'll explain what the civil prisoner thing is. It's like um, I don't have a criminal record. I don't have license. Don't have tag. But essentially, if a corporate corporation can have enough money and enough power, can do whatever to, they want. They really can. Yeah. It's scary um, how much they can manipulate yeah, a judge. Of course, of course, man. To just put pressure put, on them they put pressure on yeah. them and then there's news there and stuff and like yeah. i found this with a big obviously you got it a lot worse than me but the big brother case it was like what i'd actually done it got pushed pushed and pushed and like the police had cid investigating it they had police from guildford investigating yeah. a london crime and it was like it was like i was a murderer but it yeah, was yeah. it was more because of like the numbers online and the image that it'd give. And the same with you. You hit all news. You were on mm. Piers Morgan. Mm. You're talking to Piers Morgan. Piers Morgan liked you. Like, people were liking you. Millions of people were seeing you. And then the judge, I guess, had pressure because the shard. Yeah. And, and there's probably so much corruption in there that, I like, there all is, these yeah. people, like, own each other. Like, mm. that, that the shard probably put money into politicians and all that sort mate. of shit. I, I don't know. I know it's, like, very corrupt uh, yeah, in America, yeah, but yeah. I imagine... I, I wouldn't be here. surprised, mate. And they're all probably buddies, do you know yeah. what I mean? Like, <laughs> like that judge that put you down yeah. there was probably mates with fucking mate, the guy I would not. I would not be surprised. I wouldn't be surprised. I really no. wouldn't be. And the way of which the judge was feeding off the information of the uh, opposing solicitors was like they were fucking friends. Yeah, and yeah. I wouldn't be surprised, mate. The, and it is, um, you know, we know about Stuart Wortley. He's there. He's sort of a slimy little bastard. But for it, everyone, one second, yeah. well, for everyone listening that doesn't know who Stuart Wortley is, um, he's a lawyer who, well, who's he work for? Evershed. Uh, Evershed, yeah. Uh, he basically just seen a way to capitalise on what we were doing. <laughs> he's obviously con originally contacted all these places. Yeah. Because like, he he was the first one to do us for Man City. We done Man City Stadium. <laughs> but basically, he's a lawyer who's just made probably millions of pounds off of us. Yeah, basically. yeah. And he, he's got his own team of interns and Evershed. For just... Who 
who for research. urban climbers. <laughs> yeah, they they. It's they, so ridiculous when we say it because it doesn't sound true. Alex right? and Ricky once I can't remember how they knew, but they I think they knew from court. Mm. I think a picture got brought up and it was from an Instagram account. And Ricky's like, I recognise that name, mm. and it was like a they've got an Instagram account that follows us all. <laughs> and like, I remember looking on it and checking who they follow. It was like you, Nightscape, wow. me, everyone. Yeah, like seventy people of just urban climbers because they know if we catch them doing something. Like if they look on your story yeah. and see you've climbed the shard, they're like money yeah. baby yeah that's it They're that's like, it they, they don't they don't care to think that mate you know it's good character or, yeah. or or how old he is or simply it's just look just I didn't, money, it's just a passion yeah. i just climbed a building at the end of the day i didn't hurt anyone yeah. um and then they just thought you know what let's waste taxpayers money um let's potentially try and ruin his life i mean i was they never tried, it, was, yeah, it was yeah. never gonna ruin my life in fact it made me grow to a better person uh, but you know that I mean, for someone who wasn't necessarily mentally prepared as I was going into that situation, that could have fucked them up for life. You know, there was um, there was someone in opposing wing who was eight, eighteen years old and got raped three times. You know, so yeah, so man. I mean, if you if you're not if you're not uh, comfortable with try with a confrontational situation, you I mean that could well be that your fate. So. Um, I mean, it's yeah, it, it is really sinister looking at, at it. But like I said, I'm happy I went. You li- I, I went. like I like that he used it as like a because I, I feel any anything life throws at you, you've got to look at the positive in it. Absolutely. Like it was a massive negative situation, mm. but you found the positive. Yeah. Like you detox, you wrote way. your book, like all of that mm. is the only way of looking at things like that. But way. of course, they tried to ruin your fucking life yeah, and. Yeah. The fact that you went to prison as a civil prison, so people watching, like I didn't know this was a thing. Well, I, I kind of knew it was a thing, but I never experienced it. Yeah. Like, like obviously, I knew it with the whole like injunctions back mm. in the day. But like, if I break my CBO order, I would also be a civil prisoner. Yeah. But that to me blows my mind because I, I was watching the interview with Piers Morgan, and your dad said that you couldn't be put on tag. Like, no, no. So most people, obviously, you do a quite a serious. Even mate, people get off of robbing shops with fucking yeah, knives yeah. and shit yeah. on tag. Yeah. But they couldn't give you tag because you wasn't a you you yeah, couldn't, no, I couldn't you get, can't be put on tag unless you're a criminal. <laughs> That's it, mate. Like I was having people who committed. I was sharing cells with people who were in for stabbings who were able to go home for Christmas because of their early re- uh, HDC home detention curfew, which is tag. Yeah, um, could go for, home for Christmas whilst I was still. I couldn't. Out. I couldn't go oh, because man. I got this civil prisoner thing again. The system is just so fucked up and yeah. just doesn't work. I think with with you, like. Mate, how many people are actually civil prisoners? Not many at all. Oh, there was two in oh, the there, ho- was two. there was two in, I mean, me and one other person yeah, out, of, it, out of two, like 3,000, 4,000 exactly. people in the whole fucking prison. What so. was, do you know what he was? Um, he oh, it was, it was some corporate sort of thing, but it, yeah, I mean, he shouldn't have been in there hearing about his case. He actually had the same judge as me, funnily enough. Shit, that yeah. judge just didn't like yeah, civil, yeah. civil prisoners. <laughs> exactly. Them all yeah, down. man. Um, but look, it was, it was, an inc- incredible experience. It was it was super intense. You know, every day I walked out of the my cell, I was seeing stabbings. I was seeing alarm bells getting ringing off. People getting hot water, boiling water with sugar in it, chucked Fair in enough. people's What's face. What's the sugar do? It burns the skin off. Um, so I was just seeing it every single day. Uh, but interestingly, actually, after two weeks of seeing it all, you become desensitized to it. Yeah, you, it becomes normal. But I met so many good, interesting people. When I say good, I mean people who commit crimes, but actually good have a good heart. Yeah, yeah, good yeah. people. Because not all criminals are, but like there might be someone who oh yeah, yeah. done something like morally. 
I don't know. I don't know how to word. It. Like you've obviously got people that yeah. are bad people that have intended to hurt someone or something. But where do you draw the line? Like some people in that, like you're a good man. Like mm. you're not a bad person. Yeah, but yeah. In the eyes of the like, if people were to look at you, they'd categorize oh, yeah, you know, as a criminal. Mm, you know, and no. you haven't even got a fucking criminal record. Yeah. <laughs> that that blows my mind. Yeah, no, I, I know what you're saying. Like I, I'm, I met so so many people who who had just clearly had like bad upbringings, yeah. uh, violent families or whatever you you know, no father figure, and have just turned to crime. But um, deep down, you hear their story, and like we do a podcast, you hear their story just sitting sitting in a cell with them twenty three hours a day, and you realise they're actually just good people, yeah. just taking the wrong path. Um, but you know, it is it is just a it's a fascinating experience. I think about it a lot because uh, it's such an unnatural thing to be like in in a fucking institution like that. But um, no, it was fascinating for sure. Yeah, no, hundred percent. I, 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 speaking about that, I, I got my hair cut last night, and the barber, he said something. He was talking about judging people. He's like, you can't judge someone unless you've walked their shoe from start to finish. So and it's true. Like, you don't know people's stories, isn't it? But mm. like in society, we've got this image. Like people would probably like normal people that are, like don't know what you do in that. If they heard you gone to prison, they would set back. Yeah, do you know what I mean? Yeah, like yeah, people. Yeah. No, people and I understand it, mm. of course, but it's it's kind of fucked up. Like yeah. But I I agree the justice system needs some sort of but how, how do you how do you change it? Like, yeah, I I think you just get some smart people to put their heads together and just fucking take it. I mean, we're basing this off Victorian times. This like the, the prison system has outdated, not changed. Yeah. This is back this is back in the 1800s. So the and it's the school system, don't get me started on that. That's fucking I mean, look at the world we live in, you know, you've made a living yeah. doing this, doing just being you, which yeah. is amazing. I've got so much respect for that. Um, and that's the opportunities we have in this world. But yet the, we, we are pushed so often to have the conventional path of going to school, going to university, getting an internship and then getting a pension fund and then having a family and having kids and dying. Yeah. And then you look back in your life like, it's what have like I... It's a scam, isn't it? Yeah, it, it it's it a big is, scam. Yeah, I was thinking a... about this last night. And it's like, yeah, that, that it's like a set path mm -hmm. and that's the only way to do it. Yeah, and yeah. it's like the government... So who, who's making money? The government are the ones giving you the grants and then charging yeah, you yeah, stupid yeah, interest on yeah. them and stuff. But like, it's like me selling a product. If I'm selling a high ticket product at 40 grand, mm. I'm going to convince people that they need that product. Yeah, yeah, and that's yeah. what society's done. Yeah. But not only that, everything you can learn at uni and that, you can learn on YouTube, so you can learn true. on Skillshare, yeah. you can learn on all these fucking apps and stuff. Uh, it's, I completely agree, mate. And, and with university... Not only are you, are you sort of put in where you can learn it yourself on, on YouTube, you're also going in there with massive debt. That's you're going, the big thing, You're yeah. leaving the university with no guarantee of an actual job and in massive debt. And you're looking at your life like, was that really worth it? I could, yeah. have, I could have spent that whole time being out in the field, learning off other people. I mean, the, the, I mean, the only skills I've learned are from other people, learning it myself, trial and error. Yeah. Um, it's never really been sitting in a classroom looking at a board and just I can't learn like that. I can't learn no, like that. No, no one can, I don't think. No, no, and you've got to be interested in it. Like, looking back at school, I wasn't interested in really anything, so I didn't learn. But, like, if I'm interested in something, I will go hard with mm. it and I will, I will learn it for 20 hours a day, mm. do you know what I mean? And I'll go, I'll go in on it. But if you're not interested in it, and school doesn't teach that, like, school has set curriculum, there's mm. no anything out of it, like, there's no class like say it now everything in in school so the current world we're living in mainly is based on social media most jobs will require yeah. some kind of social media 100%. school doesn't teach fuck all about social media <laughs> so like even now like i've spoke to people in yeah. school like curious if they've changed yeah, it up yeah. and they still teach an outdated yeah, method because 
Ricky told me this, and it's mm. like the school system isn't broken. It works for what it's there to do, and it's there to make you believe that going to uni, going to college is the way. It's, it so sets true. you up. It gets you to conform. So true. Um, yeah, I completely agree, mate. Like, I remember at school doing geography, and we were. <laughs> when I think about it now, like, it's just so crazy. It makes me laugh so crazy. Like, we we were told to draw a oxbow river meander lake and we had to label each part of this lake no sorry river and where it erodes and all this corrosion and stuff uh, thinking back to it, when have i ever <laughs> had to do that and i would get in trouble i'll get yeah. shitting for teachers for getting it wrong i'd have to stay behind in class to write it down and copy it off the I'm thinking so much wasted when time and energy yeah. could have been utilised to some kind of passion from a yeah. young age. Um, I just feel a lot of people's potentials are being short-lived by school. Short-lived, man. Stripped from creativity, isn't it? Yeah, and like, completely. Schools, I was watching a school in Costa Rica and yeah. they teach exactly, like, they let the kids go in at a young age. They sort of teach them, find their passions and then work on that. And, mate, they don't work. Costa Rica, like South, South America. Wow. See, yeah. that's, that's where it should be. That's, that's in, a, yeah. in the Western world. But the, in the Western world, the, the education system's there to make you conform to society. Mm. Like, yeah. What does it, school teach you? The fact that you have to wear a fucking uniform. <laughs> and if you if you don't wear a tie, you get punished. Mm. Like, that is, that is like, slavery. Yeah, like, absolutely. That is teaching slavery. Like, it's, and it's, it's preparing you for... Then that next step for which the real is world, with, yeah. for the real world yeah. which is which is a job where you have to be collectivist you have to be in line you can't step out of line and um and it, yeah it's just preparing you for conformity yeah and, uh, and my, my view is that you just i mean you've got to go against the resistance go reject conformity stay out of the clutch of mediocrity and just follow your passion Completely i believe everybody agree. in this world has a gift your mission is to identify that gift turn it into a passion once you have that passion make it a purpose yes. that should be everyone's everyone's uh, you know reason to be on this planet but it seems as though everyone is getting swayed by the the flow of of conformity and and it's it's so it's it's horrible to see you know and what what you say about that like those list of things like that should be what makes you get up in the morning yeah mm. like with school like what does school teach us what does society teach us that not to chase after your passion not to do what makes you happy it teaches you go get a fucking good paying job go get the best paying job yeah. i remember in school them like done this presentation when i was probably like i don't know 12 or something and they'd done this presentation i remember it clearly there was this older guy who was used as an example he yeah. come in as like one of these success speakers you know what yeah I mean? yeah i know what you're and saying, he yeah. Went to London, got some office job, was earning like 110 grand a year. And I just remember it so clearly that the school was trying to peddle <laughs> that he was successful because he was earning 110 mm. grand a year. And it was like so much about money. Like that was mm. successful. They wasn't teaching, yeah. they wasn't teaching, oh, the man that went off to pursue his career. It was all about financial gain. And it was like, <sighs> that is success. So then from a young age, you, you grow up thinking, and you watch TV, mm -hmm. watch movies, yeah, you watch yeah. social media, you think materialistic gain is yeah. success like that is it's, what's taught a success uh, it's, it, yeah I, I i completely see what you're saying mate it's like um we, we, we're taught that success equals happiness but if you can find a way to make yourself happy then why do you have to be successful you yeah. know like it's we, we're and in what it, is success yeah what yeah what is success for you is success for you making lots of money or success success for you achieving your dream is success for you climbing mount everest or 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 learning this you know crafting this art in in uh, painting 
what you know success is subjective but we're forced to th believe that success yeah. is gaining money i know plenty of people who got a lot of money who are just as so miserable happy, as yeah. anybody else yeah. it doesn't money does not equal happiness yeah. i know it's a cliche thing to it's say so cliche, but, but it, it doesn't it is so yeah. true and i think i think you know yes you need to capitalize you need to make ends meet that's obvious you know uh, but at the same time, I think the pursuit of money just is driving people into a whole lot of depression and mental health a whole issues. Lot, man, because we got this world that's like disconnected from, like you say, not chasing their passion, mm. chasing money, and then then you get money. The pursuit of money just drives people into into this, you know, mental. I, I'm not surprised that there are countless mental health issues in the society we oh, live in maybe, where yeah. everyone is glued to their fucking little screens of of looking at other people's lives where where it's just a highlight and i don't care if it's if it's a highlight of them in a yacht in fucking dubai or it's a highlight of the way they look have they edited their photos and cleared up their skin and all that sort of stuff and they're seeing that constantly and they're looking at it and they look at their life and they think, fuck me. Why yeah, you're sat there in your yeah, fucking boxes yeah. while scratching your balls yeah. doing nothing. And <laughs> then you scroll, you like, we have this device here. You yeah. can open this up at yeah. any time yeah. and you go on there and you've got people living. And I'm guilty of it. Like, do you know what I mean? I post I'm, on, I'm addicted. Yeah, yeah we're all yeah. fucking guilty of it. But like, I'm, yeah. we're also guilty. We post our good parts. So then other people are like, I always get messages like, I wish I had your life and stuff. And I'm. Do you know they what don't I mean? see like, the, yeah, they all don't the see, other yeah, shit. Yeah, they don't see the downsides. Yeah. They don't see me fucking upset, me emotional. Like, yeah, yeah. They only see the good. So that mm. you have this image there. Yeah, like you, you log in yeah, and you assume the rest of the world mm. is this ultimate happiness 24 7 mm. and then you think what's wrong with me and yeah. it almost yeah. it's like an emptiness because absolutely you're... absolutely i mean social media media is not real life no all these love island online dubai prosecco flaming <laughs> fucking influencers yeah yeah there it's not reality no. there is just as miserable as yeah. as as someone who doesn't have so i mean doesn't have social media at all they they most likely live under a mask of insecurities yeah, which of course doesn't show on the social media basis but it, it is um it is, I mean, I think social media is great, but if it can be used and not abused. As a like, it may, I see it as a drug, yeah? It is so, a drug, because that is what it is at the end of the day. Yeah, yeah it's yeah. a drug. And I see it as, it is an amazing, mate, it's changed my entire life. Mm. Like, we're here right now speaking about this, you know what I mean? It is mm. an amazing mm. tool, and you can use it for inspiration. You can get so many good things from it, but equally, you can get, like, a lot of fucking bad things from it, and it can destroy you. Oh, completely, like, it, mate. And it, what I feel bad for is the younger generation, man. The kids who that are born like, into it, born into it, because we we had a childhood before yeah, we yeah. got addicted to the phone. <laughs> we could climb trees yeah, and do yeah, all that. We, yeah, like kids now. That mate, I was speaking to my mum like around the estate where my mum lives, yeah. like council estate. Like growing up, always kids out. Even like a couple of years ago, yeah, always yeah, kids yeah, out. Yeah. Now you don't see. It's like a ghost town That's outside, so man. And I know obviously COVID, but like. You don't see I know kids what you're outside saying. Anymore, I see it man. myself, mate. I see it myself. Um, and yeah, everyone back then, they would wanted to be a fireman. They wanted to be uh, in the army. They want to be this. Now, like, now, I want to be a YouTuber. Yeah, now, now I want to be online influencer. Yeah. Now I want to be that. You know, the whole uh, trajectory of like role models and, and lifestyles has completely up, changed. Yeah. Uh, sometimes with the good, sometimes with the bad. I feel, you know, I'm, I'm glad that social media is a thing because it allowed me to sort of capitalize on a very niche thing and kind of make it, make a living for myself as opposed to doing a job where I have a boss. Yeah, yeah, uh, but at the same time, 
I mean, I get withdrawal symptoms if Bruh, I... If we were I, talking about this, didn't we? Yeah, we yeah, yeah. I do, mate. I think people watching this, may, maybe we're just addicts, but I'm <laughs> sure a lot of people can relate. Mm. Like, we have a big problem in the world right now. Mate, I have two phones here, so I got... I got an, This is thing. how addicted I am, that mm. I've had to buy another phone mm. to download a social media on it, to leave it at home, because... <laughs> I am fucking like a crack addict. Yeah, like yeah, mate, yeah. you and and it's the same. Like <laughs> yeah, you do yeah. drugs to get a dopamine release. Yeah, yeah? yeah, like you get a dopamine rush in your brain. That is exactly what social media is giving us. So we're literally all walking crackheads. Yeah, yeah? <laughs> but so no true. one realizes it, and it's not taught, and like yeah. it's still quite new, and yeah, no one really yeah, knows the yeah. effects of it. But I, I love social media. Obviously, my whole world mm. is based around social media. But I fucking hate it as well. I have a love hate yeah. relationship with yeah. it. And I think, like you say, use it, not abuse it, and it's great. Absolutely. But how many people are abusing it? Because oh, I know I'm fucking addicted. Oh, like, oh massively. What, I mean, what your that tactic of getting two phones helped me massively because I was thinking, how can I curb this addiction? Yeah. Maybe delete the app. But I followed what you said. I got two phones. Uh, one is under my bed. Uh, where it has the social media installed and my other phone like you said is in my hand where I can have WhatsApp notes uh, phone so I can like do important things yeah, important thing yeah, exactly yeah. and that's helped me massively uh, but you know there's there's literally I was watching this amazing documentary called The Social Social, social Dilemma there's yeah. dopamine teams within Facebook and WhatsApp and Instagram where they identify things, colors, sounds, algorithms, and they just calculate it and, and manipulate it to 15 second sound bites Bro, so that it every, just captures you your don't dopamine. Reali- you don't realize this, like, we've watched it so you realize and I think a lot more people are becoming aware of it Mm. but like before a couple years I wasn't aware of all these things Mm. I wasn't aware that I was getting a dopamine release that's why because you don't it's not instantly you don't feel good it's numbing it's numbing Mm. yeah it's numbing we're just mindlessly scrolling searching for that mate last night like I I went to bed I I was editing until like 4am I went to bed and I started scrolling on TikTok (laughs) before you know it mate it's 4.30 and I'm like 30 minutes like I am a zombie I'm there like this yeah 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 yeah. and the algorithms especially TikTok Talk, the algorithm on it is fucking perfect. Oh, yeah, yeah it's like it's short, shows, sharp, short, sharp, easy, yeah. informative. Like, and it shows you what you want. Like, mm. we we almost like brainwash. Like, Mark, you're whatever you're engaging with, like on the social dilemma, it shows you, like you're scrolling and say, for example, football posts, you spend one second looking at them, but then girls with big asses, you spend four mm, seconds. Yeah. They know you want to see more girls with big ass because yeah. that's going to capture your yeah, attention. Yeah. And they say, like, if you go on your mum's phone, like we'd probably have similar interests, but say I went on my mum's Instagram or TikTok, I wouldn't be hooked because yeah. it's not what I want to see. It targets you. Targets you to a T. Yeah, yeah, and it's, yeah. yeah it's, it's, I mean, it gets you, I mean, I would spend the best way I think people should should do best way people should do uh, best thing people should do to see how much it actually influenced their life is to go on your screen time. I mean, yeah. I did that the other day a month ago, Scary, and that just by looking at that was enough to tell me I need to make some drastic, yeah, yeah. drastic changes because I'm looking like five hours screen, Six, seven five hours, hours yeah, a man. day. And then you, that doesn't sound too bad, but when you multiply it for a week, a month, a year. How much time and, over 10 years And then you, you see that you're, yeah, for a whole month, you were just scrolling down TikTok. It's like a full-time scroll. job. It's like yeah. a full-time job, And I'm it? thinking, fucking hell, you know, you're wasting so much time on it. So yeah, I mean, it's, I mean, your, your method, of getting the two phone thing has helped me massively. I was thinking, how can I do this? But that has helped me massively in trying to trying to gauge it. Uh, but it, yeah, no, it's sad to see everyone's walking around the world just with their eyes eyes glued to the screen. I realised so I was in Bali last year, this time last year, and I'd done for my birthday, so literally like a week ago last year, 
I've done a week off of my phone. Oh no, that's a that's an actual alarm. To get. <laughs> oh, that's a, that's a different alarm. <laughs> um, I've done a a week off of my phone. No, eight days off mm-hmm. of my phone, and I've done like a juice detox and stuff. And at that point, so I I thought about. It, I was like, for seven years, I've probably never like actually deep this year for. However long you've had a phone, seven years, you have probably never spent one entire day off of that phone. Mm, Do you know what I mean? That's very true. So yeah. I've done seven days without my phone. And bro, you get withdrawals like yeah. you're a crack addict. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because you're like, I need my phone. Yeah, like, and you're yeah. feeling shit because you're not constantly getting this yeah, like, yeah, satisfaction yeah, or yeah. with or dopamine or whatever. Yeah, so you're yeah. constantly, you're hooked on it. But I had seven days off. And that's when I realized how hooked people are on yeah, their phone. Yeah, because yeah. it was more, so I went out, my friend come over, she, she come over and mm. we went to a monkey forest. And with her friends, so there was two of them um, and me. And we went to this monkey forest and it was a reflection on myself. It wasn't me judging them. It was more me judging everyone else, but a reflection on myself. Like I yeah, could see yeah. myself in everyone. Yeah. And there was not one person. I remember it was, wait, the only way I can explain it, there was dark clouds, yeah? It was like a gloomy day. And I remember just feeling like I was lost in a zombie apocalypse or something yeah because i stood there and i looked around and then there was not there was probably a hundred people plus there and not a single person off of their phone there was kids on their phone yeah. there was an old granny on her phone and i looked around i remember just not having my phone because i didn't have my phone on me yeah and i'm looking around and i'm like this is scary and my friend was like taking photos of him and it was like people had to capture every moment yeah i i mean everyone who takes photos of fireworks or just their day-to-day life no one actually rarely just looks at them photos it's no. just almost like a natural instinct they you see something and you it. capture yeah. it yeah. Um, it's so mindless you kind of I mean I'm victim of it myself yeah, I'm, not, I'm not being pretentious and saying I'm, no, I'm, no, not, I'm, I'm fucking I'm constantly filming things yeah. but I, I'm starting to realise and I've been doing a lot of this meditation thing the eye will get onto the eye swimming all that I just try and experience the moment for what it is yeah. and uh, I used to actually write a diary every single day but I don't, I don't even read the diary. So I just, what I do is I just experience every day as it is. And, 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 and I mean, at the end of the day, I reflect on the day and then the next day is a new day. I just try and live in the moment as much as I possibly can and experience it for what it is. Um, when I climbed the Shard, I, I didn't wear a GoPro. I didn't get drones. I, I just, that, man. I, love I just, so I was just wanted that. It, it was the purity and it, just in the moment, just yeah. the moment of me and the challenge and achieving that, that, that dream and having closure on it wasn't about the filming or capturing the moment. It was just about me oh, I and that. I have so much fucking respect for that. And I said this to mm. you last time. I was like, I say this to everyone, mm. like the fact that you did that and it wasn't like you did it for a viral video. Mm. You didn't do it to do anything. Like mm. you've done that for you. Yeah. And all of what you've got from it is a byproduct. But you genuinely done that because you had fucking love for it and yeah. you wanted to do that. And that was a dream. And the fact that you didn't take a GoPro with you, I would have loved to see that footage. Like, it would have been amazing <laughs> yeah. if you did. It would have, yeah. But the fact that you didn't is yeah. fucking, I have a lot of respect I, for I that, really man. appreciate that, mate. Um, but uh, yeah, I mean, I was actually going to use the GoPro, but I remember the day of the climb. I remember picking up the GoPro and I was like, don't it seems this. so alien to me. I was like, I don't need this. This is yeah. not a, oh, fuck it. It's not about this. This is just me and that, you know. Uh, there was purity in the minimalistic idea of just me and the building and just doing the climb. Nevertheless, recently I have been using you know incorporate drones and all that and there's a ma- certain magic to that um but at the same time I'm sort of I'm I'm sort of trying to capture the moment I'm I'm sort of in the mix of of building a brand whilst also at the same time being true to my passion but there is there is a beauty in capturing the moment there's beauty in using drones and oh, all that sort of yeah, I mean yeah. to look at I mean I've watched watched my climbs you know 
almost almost every day. Uh, so there is beauty to it. But as long as you're true to, to your purpose, I always try and do things for reasons of pride, the desire to impress myself as opposed to ego, the desire to press other, other people. people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and I'm always trying to stay true to it. Sometimes I'm not. Sometimes you, get, you catch yourself trying to impress other people. It's only natural that that's an innate sort of um characteristic of all people but i always try and try and be intrinsically motivated as opposed to trying to trying to impress other people but it's easier said than done you know it's a, it's a, like a natural instinct to to be liked in a community sort of if you if you're a hunter gatherer in a tribe you're trying to you know hunting together it's like installed it's in a, in yeah brain, it's yeah, installed in our yeah, dna but yeah it's, i'm trying to always do things for my own reasons uh, which is which is um, which is really important when I approach future buildings. I always look at a building from now on, and I always say to myself, if press wasn't a thing, if social media wasn't a thing, if cameras weren't a thing, and it was just me and this building, would I do it? And more often, the answer is yes, and therefore I do it. Yeah. If the ever the the question is, oh, this would look good for, for even there's a hint of, oh, this would. Uh, work well for my media or social media then I'm not going to do it because I always try and reassess is this right from uh, am I being honest with myself and doing you know embarking on this challenge and and every time it is um, and that's always the way I want it to want to keep true to myself in that way I love that man I love that yeah that is so true that mm. is, yeah very important to do that I, I think I'm I think we're all guilty of it innit but yeah like, yeah I, I was similar people say to me like was, would you do that I like feel, obviously it's my job now yeah. and like I find myself guilty of that like I, I don't remember the last time I climbed something without a camera it's almost mm, like yeah instinct to film it but yeah, like yeah. before i started youtube i was doing this for years and like I yeah yeah a camera. yeah like i was doing it for the pure love of it. yeah it yeah, just yeah. give me a feeling yeah you know? absolutely like, yeah i yeah. guess i probably have come numb to that because mm. now like you say i do i film and i don't know yeah it's, it's staying true to yourself yeah like yeah that, yeah man. for I, sure I for sure massively yeah no there there is there is a beauty to do it without without the camera just going off and climbing a crane yeah. dead at night no one knows you're there when you got out yeah. i watched the doc documentary yeah. and you, when you get out of prison you're like i just need that freedom yeah yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. You, didn't take, you didn't take a GoPro, did you? No, they, they oh no, I did. The, oh, the, the did, Channel did. Four guys um, wanted oh, to give me one, yeah. but um, yeah, I mean, the first thing I came, I came out of prison. I just didn't quite get it yet. I needed that. I needed that feeling. I needed that sense of was freedom. That the first night you got out wasn't the first night. No. It was actually a month after. But for that first month, I was still kind of institutionalized. I still, I just needed something. Um, and my friends didn't give it to me. My family didn't give it to me. I thought, fuck it, I need to climb a crane. Uh, I mean, the one thing which put me in prison, I'm out here doing again. And, and I climbed a crane instantly when I got down, I was reborn. I felt yeah. like I felt like a new man. And that's what just being in, in, engaged in a passion actually feels like. You, you, just, you just find that freedom and find that peace of mind in the thing you love doing. Um, but yeah, I mean, up since then, the prison thing has just intensified the passion. It's just, it's turned, yeah, no, that. not at all, mate. It's, it. It, I mean, I, I remember being in the cell, just like, just writing lists of, 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 I mean, drawing pictures, I'm shit drawing, but drawing pictures of buildings, just like visualizing it every night. I did this thing where I was actually reading a book in prison about lucid dreaming. And I would, and I would, I would visualize the building, which I would want to climb. Uh, before I go to sleep and I'll just keep on repeating in my mind. And then when I went to sleep, I'd, I'd, I'd be in, 
climbing the building lucidly so i'd actually be climbing the building in my dream and then <laughs> then i wake up and be back in prison but you know i was, <laughs> I, was I had to find ways of you know keeping keeping my mind active Man, i've never had a lucid dream never, never. learn yeah. is, i can see you getting massively into you can it learn because i was speaking to someone about i can't remember who i was speaking to this week i think finn my mate finn mm. i think i was speaking to him and about lucid dreaming i've never I've, I've watched videos on it and i like, spoke to people about it but i've never never had one no i highly rec- i mean it's not easy I highly recommend you read this book called, oh, what's it called? The Guide to Lucid Dreamer, I think it is. But it, once you can, I mean, I haven't, I haven't got it perfected. Like yeah. I can get it here and there, but there's a whole like ritual practice you have to do. So like, for example, uh, during the day you can set you, I mean, I'm not doing it now, but you set timers where you look at your hand. So you get a routine thing where you look in your hand. So when you go into your Throughout dream, the day, or, you yeah, mean, you yeah, just, yeah. you press it, timer goes off, look at the hand. Okay, I've got five, five fingers, one thumb. And by doing that, it becomes a routine so that when you're in the dream and you look at your hand and you see eight fingers, then that triggers a scheme in your mind. You think, oh, I'm in a dream. And then so you once, you, once you realize you're in a dream, then you can start to control it and then you can do whatever the fuck you want. <laughs> Mate, the human mind and body is, um, again, like this shit, we don't get taught none of this stuff. Like, no. In school, we're almost taught, like I grew up not realizing the hu- true, true power of like nature, healing, mm. like your mind yeah, yeah. and like, you're just what not you taught can, you're not taught any of this you're almost taught that you're just you're just this and that's mm. it like you're surviving you're, you're alive but that's it like we don't explore yeah, your consciousness yeah, we yeah, don't explore yeah. like anything we just that's it you just yeah, exist. you're yeah. just meant to accept that yeah yeah and it's almost like as I've, i got into like meditation ice bath stuff like that like you realize man there's a so lot much more, more like there's that saying in there that like the human only uses like five percent of its Brain capacity. I think it's true, yeah. I think it's true, yeah. yeah. I 100% think it's true. Yeah, yeah. Like, I mean, the first time I remember when I was 10 years old, there's this... Uh, we're good for the time. Yeah. yeah. So I remember I was 10 years old. The first thing I free soloed. So there's this climbing center, outdoor climbing center near to my house. And I was walking around the woods when I was like 10. I saw this climber where I was like instantly compelled to climb it. And I, I climbed halfway and... I was like, I got stuck. I was like, fuck. Like I, I was started shaking. All the negative sides of fear started taking hold of me. I started hyperventilating. I was just hot clinging on for dear life. I was only fucking five meters up in the end. I was only there for five minutes, but it felt like 20 minutes. And I was, I was shaking. My vision was going blurry. But then I just thought I need to either get up or get down. So I remember taking a deep breath and just trying to focus. And all that negative... Um, feelings I was receiving from the fear turned to positive feelings I had laser sharp focus I had increased drip strength my clarity suddenly became so clear that I was just able to get up the wall and that was the first time in my life that I realised the human mind the human body is far more powerful than you could possibly have imagined I remember walking away from that fucking shaking I was just so I, that 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 was the trigger point where I, this is what I'm doing. This is yeah. what I'm doing for the rest of my life, and um, I remember that moment like it was yesterday. I remember walking home, just like what was that? And then that started a journey where I started climbing trees. I remember I climbed trees and I would just dare myself to jump off it just so I can understand what fear was. I would run, I would run like ultra marathons just to understand what pain was and like how to break through it. And I was just, I was just, I remember just being so like curious about fear, pain and what it is, the mind, how, how much control the mind has over these, these impulses. 
Um, and that just obviously started, you know, a crazy journey of which I, you know, what started climbing trees turned to the shard and, you know, hopefully many more. But yeah, I, I, I think you're right in the sense that people are sort of so naive to the true pleasures of life, you know, and the true feelings of life. All you got to do is hike in, hike in the mountains, the little breathe, things, man. breathe the fresh air, have a, have a, have a cold shower instead of a hot shower. Go for a 10, 10 mile run. Just go, test yourself and you'll see that, no, you don't really need to be depressed. You don't have yeah. to live every day, uh, every day, just, just sort of aimlessly dragging on same thing every day. You can really live your life um, by just doing things which are uncomfortable uh, because that's where really, um, you know, the pleasures lie. The pleasures true, lie, true. lie in the struggle. 100%. And it's the little things that you don't need to... Like everyone can do it. Everyone can go outside and go, like you say, get uncomfortable. You don't have to go for a 10 mile run. Go for a one. If you're yeah, uncomfortable, yeah. if you can't run, go for a mile run. Like yeah, yeah, you're yeah. not ever once go for a run or like go for an ice swim or a cold shower and regret it. Mm. Like it's uncomfortable, but like that whole saying like life really begins on the other side of comfort zone. Yeah, comfort zone. And it's so, so fucking true. true. And it doesn't have to yeah. be like go and dangle off a crane. That's not what no, I'm talking No, no, not at all. Like, not at all. Far mate, from it. get uncomfortable every morning. Yeah, start your day. I was reading a book and it's like, start your day uncomfortable because then the rest of the tasks for the rest of the day are easy. It's so true. Mate, jump in a fucking cold shower. So true. And time yourself for what, 60 seconds yeah. or five minutes, whatever yeah. you want to do. So yeah. true. Yeah. And you get out and then the rest of the day is easy. Sort of easy. Yeah, man, I, yeah. I, I mean, that's... <clears throat> That's, I mean, that sums up my sort of philosophy of life. You know, I do constantly expose myself to extreme challenges, extreme suffering, so that when I come out of it, every adversity in life is just a walk Easy, in the park. Yeah, it's yeah, just yeah, like, right. And you start to you start to approach things in a completely different mind. It's like, well, hold on. If, if, if this breakup or what have you is an issue to me then how did i manage when i was when i was in prison or had to deal with deal with um you know an ultra marathon or something you start to realize that you've got this almost like a cookie jar where you can bring out all these different things you've done before you'd be like you know what i can do this, this i can handle this. this but if you if you just go off and live in your day-to-day -day life and you just keep it simple you just keep it mediocre you just live on that plain level what the fuck are you going to do when, when, when it, shit hits the fan? You're not going to know how to deal with yeah. it. Um, you know, if you can make friends with pain, you'll never be alone. It's my favorite saying. Oh, I've never heard that. Yeah, I it's, like it's that, a, yeah. Oh, I heard it the other day. I was like, <laughs> um, I like it, it, yeah, if you can make friends with pain, you'll never be alone because life is a struggle. But if you start to impose the struggle on yourself with the cold showers, the running or what have you, um, everything becomes so much more easier. Uh, and I, I've always felt that from just living the lifestyle lifestyle I've lived. Um, and I, I never look back, never look back. Mate, I love that. I love that so much. It's little things just get like you embrace that a lot in your life and mm. like you I always see you getting uncomfortable like, yeah doing fucking ice swims <laughs> yeah and, yeah like, all this stuff and yeah i agree like pain man like going for it like the other day I, i'd been a bit of a lazy cunt <laughs> not really done anything and i was like i was laying in bed nice comfortable do you know what i mean you're in your comfort zone yeah. and I, something clicked and i was like i need to fucking get out there go for a run just feeling it so yeah I, yeah yeah i got out there went for a run i was running over the itch and bridge which was over there and uh, like going over and back would have been about a three or four K mm. and like something switched in my mind. I was like, no, nah, I've been a lazy bastard. I'm going to put myself through some pain. Yeah. And I, I ran the whole, like I, if you turn left, you're going to take about a seven K detour mm. to get back. 
So I was like, fuck it. And it, my, it, everything yeah. in my mind was telling me, no, just turn around. <laughs> you know what I mean? Your mind makes excuses. Yeah, like, they do. Yeah. Oh, you haven't run in months. Like, yeah. like turn around and we'll, we'll gradually yeah, build up. Yeah. And something in my mind was like, pain, turn left. Yeah, yeah. As, soon as, <laughs> as soon as I turn left, yeah, you keep running. And before you know it, you're round. And you yeah. feel fucking amazing yeah. for it. Yeah, it's so but true. It's, it's getting that, clicking that, clicking Absolutely. that thing in your brain. Yeah, I mean, whenever I... I I mean, that's that's the story of my life. Like every time I've been in the struggle, always this excuse comes in as like, oh, don't overtrain, you're overdoing it. I'm like, yeah. no, just block that out. Right, block I know so this this pain is When good. you can block that out, it's yeah. almost magical. Yeah, you can, yeah, you, know, you can for, do a lot. For sure. I, something which I recommend to do when it gets really cold, um, related to the whole Wim Hof thing, go for a 5K, 10K topless or yeah, just in your shorts I've done that, I've done it, that. oh you don't it's yeah. something something about the increased breath rate and oxygen and also the cold you feel unreal uh, it's like i felt like i felt really primal i was doing uh, that yeah. yeah primal like yeah. back to your neck yeah i really felt that mate i was doing that in december round again that same mm. room i was doing like 10ks top off just short shit yeah. just fucking like minus three yeah yeah like. people looking i remember people, i did it the other day it was minus fucking five and people were just peeping their horn like, but i was just fuck? loving it i was just there yeah. in the moment just completely fixated on nothing but the rhythm of my breath and i remember getting home into this i remember looking back and looking around my house like i like this is this is so artificial the artificial lights the heating it's almost like psychedelic isn't it it it's is almost like a it is it, drug, no it, it, yeah. it 100% is um almost on a completely level plane with it um and it, yeah i, I was is uh, the cold and and those natural adversities um, of like intensity of, of doing what you're made to do. You know, I always thought our biologies haven't changed since we're hunter gatherers. Like we're made to move, we're made to be in the cold, we're made to, to uh, you know, fast and not eat every, every single two hours or yeah. something. We're made to do these things. Um, our biology, hasn't changed so why should we yeah you know we're uh, almost we're living so unnaturally yeah, to yeah. our to our natural yeah, yeah 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 no completely and that, that's why i'm so i'm not surprised at all that people people have mental health issues you know mm. I, I think really people's pain and pleasure ratios are off i think people are just so fixated on the social media the bad foods um the prescription medications Mad, that's a massive it, thing it's I a get massive into that, yeah. yeah yeah which by the way, only fucking solve the symptoms, never solve the root cause. Yeah. Um, and they're so fixated on that, that they just, oh, look, all you have to do, work out rigorously every day, eat healthy, uh, you know, get into the cold, do these sort of things, and you'll see your life change. That 100%, we're living in a depressed epidemic where, and I feel it, don't get me wrong, I'm not fucking happy 24-7. Oh, I've, made, I've been fucking Neither. mad emotional recently, not realising what I'm doing in my life and stuff like that, but yeah, like, yeah. I've realised, yeah, I was speaking to Lee about this. I was speaking, well, yeah. a few of my friends actually. And like, everyone is on antidepressants, man. So many like, people. Like, I never realised this. So like, many people. So, and I could easily have been there. Like, I mm. could have easily gone to the doctors. I remember when I was like, doing the whole gaming thing, like, she was super mm. depressed. Mm. I remember my mum was always like, no, we're not ever, like the doctor, the school wanted me to go to the doctor because they were like, oh, he's depressed. Mm. And then they were trying to peddle me mm. to get on antidepressants. Oh, but my mum was always fucking yeah. against it. She was like, I'm never fucking giving him that. Like, then he becomes hooked on him. Mm. Fuck all of that. 
And luckily, my mum done that because, like, I right now would be fine. And yeah. him, they, like you say, they don't solve the root mm. issue. Mm. They, mate, I could go to the doctors tomorrow. I don't, I don't know enough. I'm not educated on antidepressants. I know they benefit. I know people that say that they really benefit their life and stuff like that. But the problem is, you then become addicted to their product. Oh, and th- there's no end goal. Like absolutely. they're not giving you this. Going right in a year, you're going to be off of them. They give you it. As a, they're selling you. I know in the UK you're getting off the NHS, but they're making money somehow. The pharmaceutical companies are oh, charging NHS, millions, which, is, mate. which is our fucking taxpayers' millions. money. Yeah, it's so crime. We are paying for it, and in America it's even fucking worse. But almost like in all these third world countries, they are going more to like a natural. I, I was watching a thing the other day, and like the Rockefellers in like the 1900s. Or I something, heard about this. Yeah. They they made so plant medicine, which has been around for thousands, millions of years, like all these natural remedies are now an alternative medicine. Mm, cannabis. Or yeah, yeah, cannabis, like mushrooms. All of this yeah. is an alternative medicine. <laughs> and the main medicine is the pharmaceutical companies. Yeah, but yeah. who's making the money? Who's making the money? Like yeah. they've patented this yeah, stuff. Yeah. They're charging it. But antidepressants, mate, we have a world, like they don't, they, they, it gives you a I, I don't know what does it do give you a rush of serotonin or yes yeah, so, I mean it just artificially manipulates artificially your manipulates, neurochemistry yeah. and it, it just makes you happy for a bit but then you're going to get a come down and, and then, then you're you back it, on it boom 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 yeah yeah more and more yeah no I mean I've I've got a bit on it I back when I was so I've I've suffered from ADHD my whole life. Um, I say suffer. I, I've always seen it as a strength. It's a gift. Yeah. Um, you have boundless energy if you utilize it properly. Um, you can see it as a superpower. It can take you to levels which which are, are uniquely different to everyone else. Same for Asperger. Same for autism. Same for all these other dis- disorders. Uh, but school and doctors didn't seem to see it that way. And when I was um, 14, 15, they put me on this amphetamine, Same has the same, bio, basically same molecular form as cocaine. It's called Ritalin, it's amphetamine. Yeah, I was about, I know, I know. Yeah, yeah. and they, they had me on this drug every single day for two years. My, and unsu- it you out, doesn't it? Unsurprisingly, my, I mean, it, what, here's the thing, it wires you, but it just completely dissembles your character. Yeah. And I, I've also suffered with insomnia. So it all, it made my insomnia worse. So I was taking sleep medication to, it was like Vietnam. I was bringing myself up during the day with this artificial amphetamine. And then I was, then I was having to bring it down with my sleep, sleep medication. I was just like, my whole sort of biology was just so imbalanced. And, um, yeah, it's the Ritalin is, I mean, so many kids are on it. So, so many, many kids, kids are on yeah. it and they're forced to be on it. They're coerced by teachers and doctors just so they could sit still yeah. in fucking class instead of being expressing their creativity and expressing their passion of which they should have all right to do. Yeah. Uh, and it's so sad to see because I was lucky enough to, to, I was lucky, really lucky. Most kids aren't lucky just to look outside the box for one second. I was lucky to look outside the box just for one day and I saw this is not the way way to live my life. And I stopped taking the drug. The irony is when I was in prison, someone above me in the, the landing who was selling, he was in for selling, doing five years for, for selling amphetamines. And then I was thinking, hold on, the pharmaceutical companies are, are, are making little kids addicted to amphetamines every single day on a mass scale. Yeah, this guy's uh, in uh, But yet they're cu- it's almost like cutting out the market share for themselves, you know. This uh, guy's in prison yeah. selling it to adults who wanted it, yeah. yet 
they're giving them, mate, kids, young kids are on Ritalin, man. Like, mate, it's, it's supply and demand. If, look, if fucking, I, I, I don't, you know, I don't believe in, I mean, I th- personally, I think all, all, all drugs would, would be, should be legal because it makes, it yeah, makes sense so. for yeah. the addicts um, in terms of getting them clean. Uh, but more to the point um, is supply and demand. You know, the people who sell drugs, they, they're, they're, they're the ones demanding it and then the ones supplying it. When it's a little kid who doesn't know doesn't know his gift from his passions and doesn't know his, his you know it's, it's just trying to make sense of this world and you're going to numb him out with Ritalin. Numbing him, yeah. yeah. It, with, with, yes, it's basically just yeah. not. Yeah, like I I mean I couldn't speak like I'm speaking to you right now. I'll be tongue twisted. I know someone's young, probably like eleven or yeah, something, mate, and yeah. he used to be the most energetic fun yeah. kid ever yeah, yeah. then when he was on written zonk that yeah, was yeah, a yeah. fucking zonk yeah 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 no I wouldn't be able to speak like I'm speaking now I would be tongue twisted I would find it difficult to make words but what I can do is I can sit still and be quiet in class yeah. and that's what the teachers that's what wanted useful, that's yeah. what the doctors wanted uh, and that's apparently the best option for me to get the grades to go to university and uh, and uh, and to conform yeah. society and to contribute to society's economics you know so um it's a weird fucking world we live in you know it but it, i i think weird, i mean if anyone's listening and you're on ritalin fucking whatever it is or serotonin reuptakers with dep- depression xanax valium just look outside the box for one second and realize do some maybe, research yeah, yeah do, do some, some research, research. maybe because you can find the relief yeah. in exercise maybe you can find that clarity in meditation or cold water you know so yeah, it's, i yeah. think it's important for people to realize that uh, the way i see it is the government these pharmaceutical companies don't give a fuck about your health nah, and they don't give they, a fuck about you they're, they're selling you a product yeah they're a business at the end of the day and yeah. the way i see it yeah i could people are probably gonna say i'm un- uneducated on this because i haven't had antidepressants or whatever but like you go to a doctor if I went to a doctor tomorrow now, I know for a fact, because a good friend of mine basically was on antidepressants and it ruined him, yeah? And this is why I fucking hate And I've seen it ruin mm. many of people's lives. And I could go to a doctor tomorrow and say, I could probably ring him up because of COVID. I could mm, ring him yeah, up and say, yeah, yeah. I'm feeling down. I'm feeling shit. And they probably wouldn't even ask any questions. They'd give me it. Because oh, yeah, yeah. I, I went to the doctors when I was about 16. I remember this. Um, and I, I couldn't, I, I wasn't shitting properly. I was like mega constipated. Yeah, yeah. And I, I thought, mate, being like hypochondriac at that time, yeah. I was paranoid. I thought, fuck, I've got bowel cancer or something. Mm. Went to the doctor. He literally asked me about, is this big overweight guy? So yeah. for one, I'm going to a doctor who's supposed to be telling me about my health, yet he's massively overweight mm. himself. And I got to the doctor and he he was like, he, he asked me literally about two questions. I remember it like, Blah, 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 blah. And then he was like, oh, mate, I was in and out within a couple of minutes, five minutes. And he went, oh, diagnose me of, oh, you've got irritable bowel syndrome. Typed on some computer, give me a fucking, <laughs> about four packs of different tablets. Yeah, yeah? Yeah, Not once yeah. did he go, what's your diet like? Yeah. The reason I couldn't shit probably is because my diet was full of shit. <laughs> there we go. Like, and that was there it. But go. at the time I was uneducated. I didn't realize this. But going to the doctor. So I've gone to this doctor who doesn't know how to look after his own health. Mm. and he's telling me how to look after my oh, health and he's peddling fucking... mate all they're doing they're the biggest drug dealers ever like these people should be in prison like the <laughs> pharmaceutical mate. people obviously Absolutely. some drugs I think I might be naive to say not all of them like I don't really know but majority of them like I could go I'm, I'm going to do this as an experiment ring up the fucking doctor yeah, and say yeah. how easy is it to get these drugs because I think it'd be an interesting experiment they yeah. don't want I bet you if I went to the doctor and I, I know this because I spoke to my friend who asked them for yeah. it not once do they say to you 
Are you exercising? Or not once do they say, do they say, if I say, oh, I've been depressed, they should. Their first instinct, instead of give you drugs, maybe that can be an option for down the line if that's what they want to do. But they should be like, right, what you're going to do is you're going to fucking detox from your phone. You're going to put your phone down, yeah? You're going to get out. You're going to go for a walk Mm. in nature for half an hour a day. You're going to set yourself some goals. You're going to start achieving them goals. And all of them things would eradicate that. Like, the reason we're in a world of like a depressed pandemic, epidemic or whatever you want to call it is because we like you say we're living so far away from our natural stuff no one knows what they're doing mm. we're all sort of no one's taught to like we're all taught to fucking make money and mm. just like work yeah, relentlessly yeah, 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 and like yeah, yeah. Achieve, get materialistic run ourselves, yeah, things run and, ourselves into the ground yeah. mate. and i felt it like in 2018 when i was like crying on the youtube but it was different because it was like my passion i was mm. working for my passion but at the same time i run myself into the ground oh, yeah, 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 i yeah. want sleep and stuff i started getting depressed started get feeling really shit and take it back to its core, it's actually pretty simple. I was just abandoning my health. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not eating right. And not again, getting eight hours of sleep. Not getting eight yeah, hours yeah. of sleep. Mate, sleep is important. And food. Food, again, yeah, is like massive, a massive drug massive. that no one talks about. Yeah, oh, for sure, mate. Because like the social media, it doesn't hit you instantly. It's kind of a numbing sort of comfort sort of thing when yeah. you have a processed food. But you don't realise that that processed food is just is just sending your biological sort of Out dopamine, your, your serotonin, just everything, skyrocketing imbalance. But it's interesting what you say about about how how it, you know doctors don't discuss these natural remedies. It's the same thing with the fucking COVID situation. They're all pushing vaccine um, deaths, all this sort of stuff. I have not seen once in the news someone say about look say, after your health. Say, not once, not once. All right, vitamin D, vitamin C, perfect, really good for your immune system. Um, cold, cold showers, good for your immune system. Um, daily exercise, but not too much so that you're running marathons every day, but just a little bit every yeah. day, good for your immune system. These are all the things which you can do to keep your immune system strong. But instead, it's it's Head fear, drugs, yeah. it's vaccines. It's it's this, it's that, it's politics, it's eco- economics, yeah, it's, it's international other than, relations. Other than the core of what... Yeah, yeah. And that, that's, that's what I say, like, we're living in a world right now with everything that's going on, yeah? And this is exactly my, my, my opinion on it all. And it's like, not once, mate, not what, And I'm sure not a single time has any government, scientist on the news, doctors or anyone, these health ministers, Matt Hancock, who's meant to be a health minister, who's... <laughs> clearly unhealthy like you can see he's not a fucking healthy <laughs> yeah, guy yeah yeah not yeah one of these that's people, actually i've never looked at it mate, like that not yeah one yeah. of these people <laughs> have said any of these things you mentioned vitamin c vitamin d yeah. working out cold showers any of the instead it's oh we'll give you 50 percent off of mcdonald's which yeah. is fucking reducing oh, your killing off your immune oh, system it's, it's like it's mate, crazy we'll, it's yeah so not one and I, again, like, I would prefer to take things natural, leave Mm. things, the human body, healing capabilities, and just capabilities in general are insane. Like, Mm. I would rather, like, this biological insane machine Mm. that we have here, trust this and build this and build the immune system. And like you say, culture has all of these things. And I've done all of this and I've been sweet. Like, I've not been ill, do you know what I mean? And like, I feel like that. And I get it. If, If they're pushing vaccines and they're pushing all of this stuff that they're pushing... But as well, was pushing healthy, and I'd, I'd maybe I'd be, be like, okay, oh, okay, yeah, 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 maybe. But I just, 
I'm in a I'm in a sort of predicament. I don't trust anything the government tell me. No, I don't either. I like I, I don't either. I don't trust, and maybe it's not. But like anything they push now, I don't fucking yeah, trust. Yeah, I just it. I just don't even they, watch they the news. They don't give a fuck, yeah. mate. When 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 we're in a world right now, yeah, like McDonald's for example, you're eating plastic food, you're putting plastic <laughs> shit inside. Literally poison. Yeah. yeah, you're poisoning yourself and you're poisoning your kids, and we're poisoning like our immune systems killing ourselves off but not but if you speak about oh maybe try and like heal yourself naturally try and eat some fucking fruit blast yourself with vitamin d mm. and d like that's been proven vitamin d mm. like is insane but like not once has anyone on the news or media told me to do this and yeah. not once and if you do if you do go down the lake and have a cold shower you're actually you're you're actually a bad person because yeah, it's you're a going, stigma yeah, yeah you're a stigma you're yeah. actually like someone messaged me i went down for an ice swim on my own and someone messaged me like you should be ashamed of yourself. You're breaking the rules. I'm like, oh, you fucking. I'm like, mate, idiot. I've got in my car. <laughs> I've drove down there on my own, not with anyone. Like, unbelievable. Come on. Yeah. Like, no, I. Where's I, the common sense? Th there's so much irony. They say they're, they're locking down people, keeping everyone inside their house where houses where the, the, the most natural form of vitamin D is from the sun. You can, you know, people should be outside in the sun, yeah. in, in the fresh air. And th those simple things strengthen the immune system. Back yeah. when we were hunter-gatherers and we were, we lived more simpler lives, just, just living to survive, there was no depression, there was no insomnia, there was no this, there was no that. The Like you said, the human body, the system we have is just so highly adaptable that, that you don't need drugs to go to sleep because the, the sun going down increases melatonin and makes you want to sleep. We don't but, know none of this yeah, in yeah, school, man. Yeah, I know. And you need to. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Melatonin. Yeah, yeah all yeah. of these things. Yeah. Like, there's so many. But it's mm. like, oh, I can't sleep. Oh yeah, take some sleep. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Put yourself to exactly. Sleep. Yeah, and I, I mean, I've, I've had sleeping issues my whole, whole life, and I've been trying to work it out with, with, with living this sort of natural thing. I don't have, I, I have to spend three hours in darkness before I go. Sleep, yeah, yeah, so I listen to podcasts. It's my routine. Well, sometimes it's not three hours, but I try and make it, uh, just because it's so hard. And I meditate as well. So to you try come off your phone. Yeah, and yeah, 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 exactly. And it's, I, I just find my thoughts race as it is. Um, so I just try and quiet in the thoughts but i was never told this when i was a kid i was nah. just told take this and that was sort it out yeah. but actually well, all that did is make me tired the next day because it zonked me out so much that you know i woke up all drowsy defeating the whole yeah. object of sleep itself um so you know all these natural remedies all these natural natural lifestyles are available to every single one of us and can help utilize and improve everyone's life but it's so easily neglected because so of because neglected. of the push from the bbc the ID, yeah and all that and the the danger with it is how much power these people have because yeah. like, like we said with corruption like in england i don't know so much i know in america it's really bad but like how much of an impact and like say that these top pharmaceutical company executives have in politics yeah, yeah, is yeah. like they are literally paying for obviously in the UK I think it is a bit different but like they're paying and they're all buddies like all these people don't, yeah, look no, at Matt Hancock how much <laughs> fucking he's been caught over and over and over again handing over 100 million pound contracts 200 million pound contracts oh, yeah, read about to it. all of his buddies yeah, like, yeah 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 that's like me and you isn't it yeah. like, I'll do you a favour because you're my friend and it's like the, it works yeah the same. I saw that actually it was like his um, it's like 
his local pub or something. Yes, like, yeah, it's just, I've so... seen quite a few of them. I know he. he got oh, it's, uh, it goes back to my old, well court case with prison. Like the way I saw the whole sort of corporate thing unfold under my eyes, I saw that the judge knew the barrister. They knew each other. They met before. There was a rapport. I, I mean, I'm no, uh, you know, I'm no. Um, psychologist but i can see from the body language that they knew each other and there's this yeah, and that you know, and yeah. it, it, it we i think people were kind of so naive to the world they, they just sort of believe everything authority says yeah. really it's not that simple and as soon as you step away from it then you can really begin to live your life that's just i, I i've been lucky to sort of see that from relatively young age but i i just feel sorry for people who who have just been Influence, yeah, unaware yeah. and influenced yeah. but i honestly think as soon as you take that step back and and sort of begin to sort of look to see what your passions are and just sort of say you know what fuck it the universe is getting out of my way i'm doing this your life's going to change uh, yeah. and um that's what happened with me and i think the 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 power within is is infinite for all people um, class, ethnicity, race—you know—is is not is not um, an influence. Anyone can sort of help change a life by just just taking a step back from authority and just not listening to everyone, everything they're saying. Um, the whole COVID thing is just some—it's oh, just some crazy clusterfuck. Honestly, I can't even begin to imagine how big it actually has got. I remember, I mean, I remember back in March thinking that it would only go on for a couple of months. It would be over, yeah, yeah. But it's just gone on and on and on. And we're we're near to coming out of it, but people are still so in fear because of watching the news day in and day out, fueling their subconscious with with their notifications coming on the phone every day saying, will we, will the world ever, like headlines saying, will the world ever be normal again? It's all filtering, may not hit your conscious, but it's all filtering down into your subconscious, making you scared. Brainwashing, like actual brainwashing. It is. No, it is, it is, definition of brainwashing yeah. uh but no it's it's good to speak about it because you know not many people not many people really clock onto it and i, I sometimes i fall victim to it myself you know yeah no 100 percent. yeah um with the news like like you said like i i turn the news i don't watch the news ever man but like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah i do wonder obviously covid's very real it's going on like it's happening but like they're pushing it to a point like they're they're pushing the shit out of it. Like mm. the news don't talk about. It. I do the news. I don't watch the news, but does the news talk about anything other than COVID? No, like, nothing. Like man. you know, before it would be like, oh, a terrorist attack. Oh, this. Yeah, oh, that. But now it's yeah, football. Is it just a hundred? No, no, no. I, I, I actually did this the other day as a little experiment. I put on the news. I just watched watched it for. I've flipped through ITV, BBC, Good Morning. I just watched it all. I was like, nothing but COVID. Nothing but COVID. 24 yeah. 7, yeah. COVID, radio, COVID, COVID. Yeah, I mean, even if it was another topic like sport, they would somehow link COVID into it. Yeah. And I'm thinking, okay, everyone knows COVID's happening. Everyone, yeah. I mean, everyone can sort of see how it's going to, you know, you can read bullet points how it's updated. What is at the actual point to fuel people with this? And my, my view is, fear feeds profit. So, 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 so I mean, by fear doing this, profit. Um, you're creating fear in the public and the fear is captivating the public into watching it more and that is therefore creating profit mate uh, so it, yeah right. and it, it's it's sad to see mate sad to see I, I said this to Finn the other day literally the other day we were talking about this and I was like 
it's use this for an example. My YouTube channel. If I go off a whim and upload a video of me playing the guitar, can't play the guitar, but say <laughs> say I could, I just use that as an example. Mm. I play the guitar. All of a sudden, that's getting twenty million views. People are loving the guitar videos, yeah, and watching the guitar videos. I am going to upload more guitar videos mm. because it's capturing people. Yeah, views. yeah. The news and Sky News and fucking the Sun know that these clicks on their articles online are making them serious money. Their revenue on their big graph, they'll look before COVID and they'll look at, I don't know, I can't even give you this example, car articles and terrorist mm. articles and all these articles and they'll be like that and then they'll look at COVID articles and it'll be like, yeah, yeah, and the revenue yeah, yeah. will be through the roof and like yeah. the views are through the roof and obviously it's current and I get, I get like you got to keep people informed but like it's to the point where like you say, fear pedals profit Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. and it is literally that and it's like, so drum down people it's real it's happening but you can't live your lot like i know people that haven't left their house in two years like yeah, whatever just, a year and a half it's like you can't do you need to for your own do you know how many people are killing themselves because of this oh like, suicide, suicide is again up, up, and that's the whole thing about the lockdown is like yes like you said i guess it covid so i'm not covid denier i'm not saying no, like, yeah, me, they're me, gonna me, put me, microchips me. in your vaccines and all that <laughs> shit i'm not one of them people yeah, no, me, me, uh, me. but at the same time the whole thing, I mean, fucking suicide rates are going up. You know, people are getting depressed. I know, no doubt, I don't, you know, I'm, there's no doubt why they are because you, you're locked inside your four walls. It's basically house arrest, H&P yeah. England. And, and, and that's going to make you depressed. You've got, you've, got to, you've got to meditate. You've got to do these things. You've got to clear your mind. Otherwise, you're going to drive yourself insane. Yeah. And um, the only way you can do that is just by taking a step of action and just, just getting on with it. Um, just I, I sort of scratch my head of it. I see I see lockdown as just an ulterior way of living. Uh, I, I don't see it as lockdown. I've made as much progression as I have before lockdown, but just in a completely different way. Different way yeah. uh, I, I've read more books. I've listened to more podcasts. Um, I've done I've done more writing. I've done done uh, I've done more. You know I've uh, I've explored different ways in which I can advance my career. I've done done more ice swimming. So I made progress, but just in a different way. Um, so um, you know it's 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 not the be all and end all. It'll be over soon, but at the same time, just don't fucking let it. You know. Don't. Don't, don't, don't waste let it, it, kill it. it. Yeah, yeah don't yeah. let it kill you like use it and i'm probably guilty of this like wasting time and mm. like it's actually like we're gonna look back on this point in a year or two years and be like fuck i wish i'd done more then mm. like you know everyone's like i fucking hate this and it's like right now most of the people are on furlough so people are getting paid like mm. enjoy that time man like yeah yeah yeah, fuck yeah it, it ain't yeah, gonna happen it. again look at again like we said with prison I sort of see, and I'm not fucking perfect. I, I get fucking upset and angry about stupid shit and that. But like, look at every negative situation in your life as a positive. Yeah, yeah? so important. Like you did with prison, yeah. you looked at it as a positive. When fucking, I went through my weird stage in life, like really overweight and that. I look at that as I don't. People say, "Do you regret it?" And it's like I don't because without that, like I learned so many things from that. No matter what, every single thing in life, no matter how fucking negative it is or how much you think it's bad, you can learn something from it. Absolutely. Or, and life is just this journey, and like I, anything bad happens to me, and I sort of see right. What can I learn from this? What am I? Don't get yeah. me wrong. I still get like say I fucking lose something or breaks out. I fucking start getting angry. Yeah, and yeah, yeah, I'm yeah, not, yeah. I'm not perfect. No one's yeah, perfect. Likewise. But. You, there is a positive in every negative situation, Absolutely. and that's the same. Like right now, everything that's going on is shit, but use that as a positive. Yeah. Go for an ice swim. Go fucking have cold showers every morning. Read a book. Try yeah. and start a business yeah. up. Like, use I, it as a positive. Yeah, absolutely, one hundred percent, mate. I've actually uh, heard of um, uh, someone who was in a job, family friend who was in a job, um, and he 
he was so fixated on the routine and autopilot of the job that lockdown, when lockdown came on, he was sort of with his family and everything stopped. And he suddenly realized that actually, I, this, oh, there's more to life than just my job. Quit his job and has now has now pursued an entrepreneurial life and now he's got Love a completely it. different lifestyle all because of lockdown. I mean, like you said, isn't there's a positive in every negative in in every failure there's a win you know uh, I, i've never seen if i've always every time i've failed which i have a lot i've always seen that as just a way to improve i know it's a cliche thing but it is so true you learn nothing from your wins you learn everything from, from your, your failures, failures yeah. um all the, the best moments of my life the most improvement in my life has been when I've been, failures. I've been, yeah, from my failures, been knocked down because then that just like motivates me to allow that to never happen, happen again and just reevaluate what that next step is. Um, so yeah, no, it's, it's, um, it is a crazy thing, this whole COVID thing, but you know, it, it shouldn't, it shouldn't overwhelm people's lives. Yeah. hundred percent. But it is obviously happening. You just got to look after yourself and yeah, yeah. fucking, yeah, take it easy out there. But it's just sad. Like amount of people that are losing their businesses. Like I think it could, I, I'm mate, I'm not a fucking expert. No, neither of us are experts. We're not scientists. We're not fucking economic experts, mm. whatever. But like, I just feel like it's been gone about like they've, gone about it very wrong mm -hmm. and again like i don't know maybe maybe i'm a bit of a fucking is a conspiracy whatever, whatever <laughs> you want to call it but like i just don't trust the government with oh anything. no i neither mate i just neither. anything they say and it it could be everything so it's in theory they're right about a lot of things they probably are but mm -hmm. like automatically if the government says something i want to go the opposite yeah yeah like, I yeah, do not yeah, fucking yeah, trust yeah 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 this government yeah. but at the same time of course everything's happening as yeah, it is but yeah, you yeah. just got a just got like, to roll with it. Yeah, you got to roll yeah, with it. But yeah, I like yeah. that story about the guy quitting. His yeah, no, it's good, mate. And it, it's a very real thing, mate. Um, you know, you kind of, it, yeah, the lo lockdown is just, in my eyes, an ulterior way of living. It's not, it's not lockdown. It's not, it's not house arrest. It, it really is. It, it's, it's just a way to live your life in a different way and you can still progress. Uh, but we're almost out of it. And when it, when we do, fuck me, I've got so many things I've got to do. What, I want do to you, travel. Do you one. think it's going to finish or do you think we're going to get chucked? Oh, I, don't, I have no clue. I don't even think about it like that. I would just... I, I've got my own goals and what, yeah, whatever happens, I'm still just going to pursue these goals, which I have in the future yeah. and, and nothing can stop me. I just got to keep that. on going, just keep, keep on pushing. pushing. That's what, it, man. What are the goals? Can you, can uh, you yeah, no, I can, but I, I can and I can't, you know, so I've, I've got, um, so I, I'm sort of similar to you in terms of career, but slightly different. My sort of path is going to be a bit more media as opposed to social media. So I've got a potential TV series of Channel 4 where I do sort of, we plan it, we're still very, I haven't signed anything or anything, but we, I, I would be sort of doing um, doing stunts on a big sort of budget and we'd be trying to work things out like that. So that's going to hopefully develop as, as COVID sort of dissipates. Um, and then I've got a few building climbs, which I'm still planning for and thinking about, which I don't want to go into too much detail just because yeah, it needs, it needs yeah, to have a bit of that. secrecy. I don't want to give my game away. Um, you know, and then, but look, I, I, I've, I've started skydiving recently, which by the way, how many is, jumps you got? 40, I believe, 40, 40 45. Yeah, 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 still a beginner, still learning. Yeah. Um, surprise, I mean, I thought I'd pick it up really quickly. I, it's weird, isn't it? It's, weird, re it's taken me, it took me a lot of jumps to kind of get the flow because you're only there for two minutes. You haven't got long, you haven't got long to like 
practice the skill whilst you're also you're checking the altimeter you're 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 checking your canopy and all that sort of stuff so for me i found it quite hard to progress i'm not i wasn't definitely not a natural here. i'm not like natural yeah, I you wasn't know either. yeah but I mean, what an amazing, unnatural sort of thing to throw yourself out of lane. Yeah. And I, my favorite thing when I do it is, is tracking and just tracking. Bro, how good is that? Through clouds. For people that don't know, it's like you're fucking Superman in through the sky. Yeah, like, yeah. And what amazes me, how much distance you're actually covering. You mm -hmm. know, when you're looking at the yeah. ground, you're you like, <sighs> like, it looks like you're covering Mars. So, so you fucking whack your arms down, you point your toes, yeah. you fucking just have it and yeah, you, you just, just bullet through the you sky. Just so yeah, your your body tilts like that. Yeah, the, and the airflow catches you from behind, and you just like you just go you through the clouds. Man. You yeah, just go through the clouds. It's amazing. Is I that's mean, my favorite, uh, it I is my favorite. Like I I, I did a bit of the. FS formation skydive. I did a bit of the. Was that like four ways? So yeah, four ways doing yeah. that. But um, I did a bit of the um, trying the free fly, back fly, and all that. But what really resided with me was tracking. Every time I got on the yeah. plane, I was like, no, I'm doing tracking, tracking, tracking. Uh, and I think that's going to motivate me to get into the wingsuit. In. Uh, I was watching a video yesterday. Wingsuit. I mean, I, I, it's just something like that just look is i mean every kid's dream is to fly and That's you can't you, ca you, you are you know, you you really are like you're flying yeah. you're like you see these close proximity i mean close proximity base jumping is something which takes a long time to get into but you look at that those videos and that is flying you know they are literally curving around the mountains they're flying you know, you know that jet is it jed jeb um, call us yeah, yeah yeah hit the yeah South Africa. yeah table mountain jump table yeah mountain. so he he jumped a lot at uh paris where i've done my license really i see him a few times walking past but his videos like he for anyone that doesn't know watching this he was um close proximity flight that's what it's called right yeah 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 like where they skim the mountains basically in, in wingsuits and he, he hit it and he like broke, shattered his spine, shattered mm. his legs, his fucking, I think he just fucked his whole body up. He got up, done his recovery, stuff like that, nearly died. And then like a couple of years later, got back up and done that same thing. Yeah, exactly yeah. just again, to get closure. And yeah, yeah. And that is like, imagine how much fear, like your natural stuff, like to overcome that. Like mm. most people would give up fucking wingsuits. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. That is, that is, yeah, I love that. I think, I think looking at that guy, He's the best of his game. He's yeah. never going to leave it away. He like, you it, know, yeah. he's just like, I mean, he's going to be in that hospital bed thinking, I'm not going to let that beat me. I'm going to come back. You go either two ways, isn't it? You go, yeah, yeah, yeah that's so you true. You go, I'm over this, or you go, fuck I'm it. Going hard. I'm going hard. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, that that's very true. But yeah, so the, so the, the skydiving, I want to develop into the base jumping. But initially, I was wanting to get into base jumping really quickly. But after doing really going for it with a skydiving, I realized I'm going to wait for a while to, till I till I get into base jumping because I want to get in a position where I'm seriously confident with my skydiving, that I can do lots of things, I'm really skilled. And then at that point, I can be like, all right, let's, let's develop into base jumping as opposed to going to skydiving where I am now, where I'm still just trying to work it all out and then going to base and still, you know, I, I think it'll be much more safe to just get really good at skydiving and going to base. Um, and then, and then once, once I get into the base, then, then, you know, then I want to, you know, try to do the wingsuiting and all that sort of stuff. So I basically, I just want to, I want to become, before I go into the base, um, I, I just want to become really good at skydiving. That may take two, get three, I, I, yeah, yeah, you know, but in the meantime, 
at the moment I'm training for a few building climbs. I'm sort of preparing for that. Um, um, I've got this TV series, which I'm trying to, I'm still trying to work out what the stunt is going to be for that. Um, and then that will take on a whole different journey. One thing which I kind of, kind of want to do is um, the ice mile where you swim in, in water uh below five degrees for a for mile, a mile. and i mean so i'll That'd tell you about, yeah yeah is that I, for the tv series yeah 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 hopefully i mean yeah. these are all i mean we haven't just even yet so yeah. we're just we're just working things out um but um i i swam oh, when was it a couple of weeks about three weeks ago so i've been doing ice cold immersions and and that sort of thing for a long time now probably like five years but i've always ever just been static in the water just like timing myself and just holding my core and just seeing how long i can do so recently i actually thought about actually swimming and think about when you swim your surface area increases and you're not so your core is a bit more exposed plus when you swim you lose more heat so I didn't really anticipate this. So I was out with two of my friends who who were in the army. So I knew I was like I was you know I was in if if words if I were to get hypothermia, which I did, um, that they could sort of they, ago, yeah they could yeah. sort of they they you know they could watch over it. So this perfect moment, perfect moment to see where I can how far I can go. What was uh, the temperature? Uh, it was like three degrees, two yeah. degrees, like proper fucking cold. And normally my personal record for this lake was just one length. So I was like, let's see if I can do three lengths. So <laughs> I got in, swam a, swam a length, felt really strong. Breathing was good. You know, everything was clear. I felt strong. You know, there was this numbing sensation. Everything was good. Right. Second length, going back, all good, clear as anything. Third length back, got caught to the way. And then I started to lose it. My breath rate sort of go. I was sort of gasping for air. And I was like, you know, it's, I, I knew something was wrong. I looked back and I was, I looked back to where I started. I looked to the other end of the lake and I thought, look, if I turn back now, I'll never be the wiser of, as to what my limit really is. So in that split second, I thought, fuck it. That just, whole thing uh, of just, like, yeah, safety yeah, or yeah, not safety. Yeah. Yeah. So I was like, oh, you fuck it. Let's just go into the lines then. I just thought, fuck it. I'm going for it. Swam, uh, just went for it. Swam to the other end. And I remember... As I started reaching the end, like I knew something was wrong because my monkey brain started taking over. Instead of when I was really close to the end, instead of swimming breaststroke, I started trying to claw to get to the end. So I was like, instantly I knew rationality was losing a yeah. bit. Go out of the water. Normally you feel really euphoric and sort of energized after ice immersion. I was like, I felt quite dizzy. I felt quite sick and it was sort of black. It sort of went tunnel vision. Uh, on the sides and I, I I remember getting back and I was like right this is this is bad I remember going to the car I was like so so close to fainting and I got to the car and and I was like I was like so confused my friend was like oh look look mate you've been here for four minutes you know you know you're like, you're, 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 so, I was like I was like, I was like four minutes I was like I felt like I've been here for 40 minutes you know yeah. I was so confused and anyway after I got through hyperthermia the, the feeling I got after we spoke about it, the feeling was so euphoric. Like, I, like it was almost like I'd, I'd seen, seen the light, light uh, seen the, sort of seen the, the light. light. The yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. And, and I, I'd gone to, to the brink of death. Obviously, I, I, was, I was alive in that, but I felt like I'd gone to the brink of death and then I'd just been brought back to life. And I was just 
for the whole, I didn't sleep that whole night. I was glowing. I was so just, I was just buzzing so much, so much energy. I felt so, so happy. I mean, obviously I don't encourage the people to do it. But like, like, but I, I just had to see what that limit was. And yeah. fuck me, it was, um, oh, it was just, it was just, ama- oh, it was just crazy. Um, uh, but I, I, I remember you saying you had a similar experience like, with that. Literally a couple of days before yours, because I remember seeing <laughs> yours, and that's why I messaged you. Yeah, so yeah. A couple of days before, me and my mate done 20 minutes, which is our record. Well, he's never even done ice swims, mate, and he is a savage. He got in and done 20 minutes, yeah. Oh, was, that's serious, yeah. It was literally a cut, like two or three days before yours. It was around the same yeah, temperature, yeah, yeah. like two degrees. I remember seeing that, yeah, yeah, yeah. And no, it was the night before. Not Was it the night yeah, before? Yeah, yeah, because okay. I remember, I remember oh, seeing the night before, and I remember thinking, you fucking savage. Yeah, yeah I was like, because I was... It was the next yeah. day I was waking up at five to do my swim. Yeah. Oh, fuck, okay, because yeah, yeah. you released the video yeah, there, I guess, yeah, yeah, so it was yeah. actually the day before. But we'd done 20 minutes, um, got out, you do, like, fucking runs and stuff because you've got to warm yourself up naturally. Mm-hmm. This is the mistake. When I first got into ice swims, I didn't realise that you have to warm yourself up naturally. So before, I'd get in, do do my five... I used to do five minutes, do five minutes, and then jump in the car, and I'd blast the heat in, mm. and then that's unnaturally I made that mistake, you yeah. Mate, you're fucking like... <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but so... Run up and down, get warm, warm yourself up naturally, put dry yourself off, put some clothes on and that. But then I got back to the car this time, and because we had done 20 minutes, my body was just like, and I was just like shivering like mad. I got in the car and I was like, Ugh. yeah, 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 me yeah, yeah. and my mate, and we, we couldn't warm up for shit. And then we went for a run, run up and down the hill, and warm myself up like stunned hill sprints, warm myself up. And then was sweet, but then got in the car and I remember just giggling about loads of stuff. Yeah, it was yeah, like I was yeah. high as fuck, yeah. <laughs> mate. And I just felt um, like everything felt yeah, sharper yeah, yeah, and clearer, yeah, yeah, yeah. and I felt crazy. alive, man. Yeah, and yeah. For the rest of the day, felt fucking amazing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but I just remember, I remember, like looking back, and I didn't notice at the time, but I was finding everything proper funny. Yeah, no, me too. I me was too. Like, because I guess losing it. Yeah, it? yeah, like, completely. It. But you kind of feel like when you go. I mean, I've had this so many times with doing doing extreme challenges, and uh, when you go to the sort of the brink of brink of death, when you walk that line and you come away from it like everything seems so mundane like adversity seems so easy you know everything's just so much calm you kind of just let yourself loose and i definitely felt with that with the hyperthermia thing i came away from it just like the brink of passing out and and now i'm in you know like now I, i remember thinking like i was i was just sort of i was begging for the opportunity which 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 normal people have just in a day-to-day whilst I was just trying to not die. And then when I finally got just normality, I felt just so clear, so grateful. That's one word I'm thinking for. Yeah, grateful. Yeah. I felt so grateful. The little thing. Yeah, yeah, that's it, man. That's yeah. it. But um, no, I, I mean, it's, I mean, we're, we're the sort of people who've just, just, I mean, go, really try to push it to the limit. But at the same time, like, not everyone has to push it for the limit. No, it's, of not, not. it's not, yeah, it's not about going to that breaking point. I mean, for some reason, we just wired in that way. I don't know why. <laughs> it, why, why do you think you're wired in that way? Mate, I'm not sure because I never used to be like it. I feel, I don't know if I'm naturally wired that mm. way or I've wired myself it's that an, way. It's such a, yeah. I really don't know. But yeah, like, just from like growing up, I was very like timid and scared mm. of everything. And then, Mainly because my mum is like really timid and scared of everything. So obviously you, you are you learn of your, your parents, your, isn't it? Yeah. Like I was scared of heights, terrified of heights, terrified of everything and doing anything and all of that. And then when I got into free running and then met like like minded people like you and other people and then got into the climbing and stuff and I like found this alternative way of life, I feel like it just maybe 
because everything you do rewires your brain, right? So I've been yeah. doing this like seven, eight years. And again, like, mate, I used to be terrified of heights and mm. I overcome that fear. Mm. Then I got comfortable with it. And then I sort of like explored my consciousness, if you want to say it. Yeah, and, like, yeah, I started yeah. meditating. So I'm doing all these alternatives. So you, like, you kind of learn it yourself. You saw... You... I think so, yeah. Yeah, I, think, yeah. I don't know if I'm naturally wired that way because I used to be, mate, I used to be like before... I found free running and like my friends and stuff. I if I never found that, I feel like I would be one of these closed-minded people mm. who wouldn't go for an ice yeah, swim, yeah. would stay in his comfort yeah. zone, and like believe everything the government yeah, tells me. Yeah, it's crazy me. how your life just changed. From yeah, just man. Like, I, just, I just met yeah. people, and I think I feel like so. I don't know. If, what do you feel like? You're naturally. Oh uh, yeah, naturally. Def definitely. From a young age. Yeah, definitely. Definitely naturally. I mean, I think it. I think it's a bit of learnt as well. Like I be believe, like, like I've kind of worked it out as I've gone but yeah I've definitely always been attracted to fear I think I've been counterphobic so like anything which scared me I just wanted to, wanted do, to do it because yeah. I, I for some reason I knew there was even if I didn't consciously think it at the time I knew there was some kind of pleasure on, on the other side of it you know I remember when I was like fucking nine years old eight years old just climbing up a tree and then jumping off it just so I can get a feeling fear, yeah. yeah I honestly think some some individuals like myself if they didn't have their extreme sports and their and their um you know or if you're elite soldier your military career or thing they'd probably be drug addicts because they need that kind of that yeah, that, yeah. That, that that sort of that sort of um extra stimulation i guess um but uh, yeah i think i think i've been born with it i really do i've kind of I, I dwell on it a lot but at the same time i think i've also developed it as well you know i kind of seen In it ways, as yeah yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, because I've always I've always been into you know I used to used to box like I I, I loved boxing because it was just such a like it scared me so much I just wanted I just wanted to try and overcome that fear and it's something which I want to revisit at some point um, because it just oh actually that reminds me to ask you about your fight because that that's I mean was you the, in prison when I done yeah that? yeah oh, no I, I was, yeah. yeah yeah I was uh, yeah yeah but yeah, cause I, you messed with me, yeah because that was December you got out in January hmm. I remember because I was in Thailand I remember I was in this Airbnb with Lee and thingy and then i remember you getting out i remember hearing you got out and i dropped yeah. you a message and then like a day later obviously after the overwhelm and this yeah, getting yeah. out you messaged me and i was like fuck i remember being in this airbnb walking up and down voice noting you yeah yeah yeah. um but yeah the fight the fight so yeah yeah you were inside because i remember yeah. you messaging me when it got announced and obviously went in yeah and, no that's um, right i mean like i mean yeah like the the whole the sort of idea of having a fight and looking in someone's eyes and and sort of knowing that you've got it you've got to fucking outdo them it's an intense and emotional intense, thing man. and it either can cripple you in an instinct or you can just utilize it and you can, it, yeah. yeah. Um, so I, I used to love, love the boxing because it just gave me that intense fear. Um, same way free soloing does the same way the skydiving does. So yeah, I definitely feel as though um, I'm, I'm attracted to the things which scare me. Um, and it's just the way it is, the way I've been wired, I guess. And I don't think there's any any way I'm going to change it. I don't think I would ever want to change it because I feel like, like we said before, all the good things the other side of fear. Oh, if you can, if you can make yeah. friends of fear, you know, you'll never be alone. So yeah, like I, I, I definitely feel my life has become what what it has because of the challenges, because of the fear. Um, but you know, at the same time, I don't encourage. Go, people to go to the fucking limit no you know? no of course not I, I always say this like people always say like oh you 
you know, oh, you've inspired me to climb this or whatever. And I don't oh, want to do that. No, like, I don't, I, that's not I, the I, message, Fuck, bro. yeah, yeah. I, when, I get what you're saying. I, always I get, get how it happens, but like, yeah. I and I always make it clear, like, I don't want people to copy me. Like, mm. I, what I love, yeah, is just inspiring people and giving people, same with this one, I want to start this podcast, is give sort of people an alternative look at things and how we look at things. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Like, your mindset, two mindsets together. But like, I always want to inspire, and I love it when I get a message like, oh, you inspired me. Like, I got this message from this girl who used to sing, and she got scared of singing, and then she messaged me. She's like, you've made me get out of my comfort zone. Things no like that way. I fucking love, man. I, I mean, that makes your job, what, what you do, rewarding, was so yeah. rewarding. Yeah. Like, that that you can't put a price tag on no, that. No, you can't. Can. Uh, and, and, and if you can change and inspire one person's life just by the result of what you're doing, then fuck me. Your, yeah, you're your winning, value on this earth is is more valuable than any fucking CEO, business person, Hunt, pharmaceutical cunt who's, yeah. who's, who's made billions off yeah. of, uh, of um, addicting people to their fucking Ritalins and all that. Yeah. But, you know, that's that's amazing. That's amazing. But I, I completely agree. I, I get I get get quite here and there like oh you've you've inspired me to take my crane climbing game to the next level and i shut the like, yeah, i don't, like, that's don't not want my, that's that. not my purpose yeah, that's, that's not my purpose yeah i feel like people have got it like twisted like i i get messages from not often to be fair like people people assume like get it all the time i've had a few in it like mm. not many but like inspiring people but overall like i've had i've had so many messages of people that the videos have like inspired even to take risks like go traveling on their yeah, own yeah. like things like, and that's my I would say the most rewarding thing. Obviously, there's so many rewarding things about like doing what we do. Yeah, but yeah. That alone, like I, I sort of see it as the fact that I don't see myself as an inspirational person, but like a, the fact that someone else can get some kind of inspiration from the way that I live. And yeah. I, I, I just like the whole like people take an alternative. Like with my whole thing, how I got to here right now, it was taking a leap of faith. It was like I trust. I'm reading a book right now. It's called In Your Head. In mm. my head, even in your head. Uh, I can't remember what it's called, but yeah. It's, Basically about a guy who pursued his music career and he yeah. talks about like, you have to have that gut instinct that he's going to, like in my gut before this whole YouTube thing, I had a gut feeling that I could get to where I am right now. Yeah. And I believed it so much, delusionally believed mm. it that I got here. Same with you probably. Yeah, 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 for um, sure. And that's what this book talks about. It's like, if I've ever related to it a lot, it was like delusionally believe in yourself. And that's what I want to mm. inspire people to do, to yeah. show people that you can do absolutely anything in your fucking yeah, life. Yeah, like, yeah. If I can somehow make a living and a life out of doing what I love and what I love is classed as stupid or whatever. Like the fact that I can do that, you can do anything you love. And the fact that we're sort of drummed down by society and school and uni and whatever, yeah. that you can't do these things. Everyone puts limits on things. I hate the yeah. word realistic. Like people saying, <laughs> people saying oh. be realistic. It's like, what the fuck is realistic? No, so we're true. living on this. Like what is realistic? Yeah, we're mate, fucking... we, right now we're looking at this table, which, which is made up of, tiny little particles yeah, vibrating like together and, and and i'm right now i'm speaking and the voice is is a sound wave of tiny little micro wavelength yeah. i mean talking what about being realistic? realistic we are living in a yeah. fucking crazy We're reality alive, yeah, yeah. um so I mean, fucking do live your fucking life. You're the master of your own mind. You're the master of your own do soul. Do whatever you want to do. You're the captain of your ship. Do do what your heart desires. You know, like fucking realistic. Well, I mean, what's that meant to be? You know, I, yeah, I, I like. That I hate it. I hear that, and yeah. that's that's like a limit people put on. And this book says it as well. Like it doesn't say about the realistic thing, but it says like people. And I always knew this: people who put you down on your dreams and goals are the same people that give up on theirs or... Because everyone has some sort of goal and desire or dream inside them. Yeah, so yeah, like my yeah. barber yesterday, a guy who come around, he was saying he does impressions and that's his dream, like, to, to like, 
uh, entertain people. Yeah, so, like, yeah. His impressions were banging, man. He done a David Attenborough impression. That's amazing. Yeah, and I see those I, sort of people. Mate, fucking I always liked him. Yeah. I was like, fucking push it, pursue yeah, it, man. Like, yeah. there's no loss in pursuing. No like, limit, everyone yeah. has some sort of passion or something that makes them like feel alive inside. Like we say, realistic. This table, what is this fucking table? Don't be, <laughs> don't be realistic. Yeah, yeah. Be so unrealistic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's how you get someone in your life. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. We're on this planet once, man. Like, do what the fuck you yeah, want. As long as you're so, not hurting anyone or like causing yeah, harm yeah. to people, do whatever the fuck L- you want to li- do, man. Life is short, man. I, I remember thinking the other day, I was like, life is going so Too quick. scary. It's scaring so me. So quickly. Like, yeah. I I'm, I was like, I'm 21, you know, like, I'm Bro, thinking, I turned 24 the other yeah, day. Yeah, yeah, you know, and no one ever says, oh, I turned 21, this is going so slowly. Everyone no, agrees, no one. life is going so quickly yeah. that you don't even know, that, you know, your, your age is coming up, you know. Life is short. Life is short. You've got to try and find a way to make it the best journey you could possibly have. My mission really, really, when I put it into the most simplified form, is I want to make... From now to my deathbed, the best experience I could possibly have. And then when I die, whatever happens, if it's an afterlife or I just dissipate into the internal darkness, well, at least I enjoyed from now to there and I got the most out of, of all these experiences. I try and take on every single opportunity just because... I just don't want to, I just, I'm so, my biggest fear is not heights, it's not falling off a building or dying or anything. My biggest fear is getting to the deathbed and, and looking back at my life and being like, I regret this. Yeah, I should have done this. Why, why didn't, didn't I, I do, do that? Why, did, why didn't I do this? I could have done that more. I don't want to leave any stone unturned. I want to yeah. fucking do you it all. You want to get to that deathbed and look back and yeah. be like, yeah. done it all, mate. Yeah, fucking, <laughs> exactly, mate. You, what's that saying? I can't, I can't remember how you say it, but like, fear, no, regret's worse than... <laughs> I, I, I literally heard it yesterday. I, know, I can't yeah, think yeah, what yeah. it is, but like basically, you're better to try something and absolutely fail. You're never going to get to your deathbed and think, "Oh, I tried that, but I failed." Fuck! But you will get to your deathbed and think, "Shit, I didn't try that." You yeah, absolutely. Like that sums you, up you, exactly you, what I'm saying. Failure, yeah. like you said in the beginning, failure is like one of the best things ever. Oh, and mate, people, yeah. Again, like oh, we live yeah, in a world yeah. where failure is considered a bad thing, man. You have to fail a million times. One hundred percent. If anything comes easy. It's not good. Like, yeah. no, we don't value what comes easy. We don't value the food in our fridge. Like, yeah. we don't, like you say, like naturally we're meant to fast. Like we don't, all these things that come easy. Why do people want something to come easy? Like we yeah. all do naturally. Like yeah, we want yeah, something yeah. to come fucking easy. Mm-hmm. But if it comes easy, you don't appreciate it. So and you true, don't, man. So true. You don't, yeah, you don't. Yeah, like it. yeah, so it's just, I think we, we were definitely on the same wavelength for that. And I think millions of people around the world really are um it's just i i it just scares me how how short life is and that we are all gonna die and like i i don't see i'm i'm very i'm actually very comfortable with death for some reason i was speaking to the barber about this yeah yesterday. i'm very yeah, be- I, I i i think it's because i've i i i've sort of accepted it i think a lot of people i'm not trying to be pretentious here and say that i, I you know I, I just feel that some some people they see death as such a distant thing yeah. but i think because i've always walk that line between life and death that i i um i become more acceptive of what it is i i and and therefore the result of that is that i i try and like i said make the experiences i have from now to the end 
as most meaningful and amazing as I possibly can because I know that death is really just around the corner for everyone. Yeah. Um, so yeah, no, that's <laughs> it's just that's my lifestyle really, like trying to live it. What's the whole? Uh, I was watching another thing and I, I watch a lot. It sinks into my brain. I just never know how to word it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but like as you get older, time goes quicker because you've been on Earth for longer. So mm. like time like when you're younger you almost have so much time ahead of you and you your time on this earth compared to, to like how much you've got left like you've only experienced one year so that one year like say when you're five years old yeah. you've only experienced five years but then when you're 25 years old you've experienced 25 so the years get quicker and quicker, yeah no oh, that they physically yeah, mate yeah. and my, oh yeah i see that yeah but i'm 24 i turned 24 the other day and i literally remember 18 when i turned 18 i went to redbridge gym which is the gymnastics gym and Ben and Ryan, my good mates, got me fucking Oreos for my birthday. And, like, I remember my 18th birthday so fucking clearly, like it was yesterday. Mm. And that was six years ago. Yes. That was six, and that, that time's gone. But, so like, like, the last year, I like, last year, 2020, I got to the end of it. And I sort of was getting a bit down and depressed. And I was like, I haven't done fuck all this year. I've wasted a year. But then when I actually deeped it, I had actually done so much. Yeah, so true. But yeah, you don't, yeah. Yeah, you don't realise. I guess time just gets quicker. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, that's, that's very true. Like, I when I look back... Um, uh, this time last year, for example, uh, I can't believe I did the podcast with you two years two ago. Two years in so, July, yeah, so yeah, a couple months. Yeah, yeah, so it didn't feel long at all. But when I look back to how much you've done, yeah, how much years. I've done, oh, I've fucking done heaps, you know. Yeah, so, yeah. so yeah, no, the, it, you, I mean, you do. I guess, I guess you're as productive as you make yourself. I guess, yeah. Um, but yeah, it's it's scary how life is just so short, and it, death is around the corner not just for all individuals like ourselves you'd push everyone, it to the limit yeah, for yeah. everyone you know yeah. um but that's you know that's just this I, I feel as soon as you realize how short it is then you uh, there's a really good quote i'm trying to think of what it is it's like um, remember <laughs> it's like um you live two lives if you you, you live two lives your first life um, ends when you, if, if, yeah. Your first life ends when you realise you got to, you got one life. So you know, it, as soon as you realise you got one life, um, then you can start to leave live. You what know, do you mean? Like people think they've got yeah. So as in as in as like they've got two lives. Yeah, as in time. yeah, as in as in no, as in they've as in as soon as you realise that you've got one life, then then you can start to really live it, and okay, then you have yeah. got those those separate between the two lives. I see it in the sense like people live as if they've got two lives. Mm. Like we all, even me, man, I waste so much fucking time doing yeah. nothing. You know? Yeah, but yeah, then yeah. The same thing, you haven't always got to be busy. You haven't always yeah. got to be productive or do. That's another thing like productivity. We live in a world where I was speaking to Finn about this, and he was like talking about gaming, and he was like. To me, gaming isn't a waste of time because he was like, I enjoy it. And he was like, I, I get that. Like, yeah, yeah. If you enjoy it, like, not, what, we live in a world where we've got to constantly be productive, right? Yeah, yeah. No, it's weird that, like, pleasures are seen, like, pleasures of life are seem to be stigmatized. It's really weird. Yeah, like, yeah, people, yeah, it's, I find that really weird. Like, like, people seem to think, like, fuck it, if you, if you enjoy having a beer on the weekend, like, fucking go for it. I don't yeah. care. Like, like, but it seems like there is like a stigma to like people good, who, who like, it. yeah, who like actually indulge in pleasures and like a hedonistic lifestyle, which is like, which is quite weird. Like at the end of the day, fuck it, you're the master of your own soul, captain your own shit, do what you like, you know? Yeah. Um, so it's, it's weird that, that, you know, people, people, there is that stigma towards, towards like actually trying to enjoy the pleasures of lives of, 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 of your life. 
Um, and but yeah, it go. Like, I guess it kind of goes back to what we we're saying, saying um, before that the the world is sort of driven us to sort of try and be productive, try and contribute to the economy, to society, yeah. yeah, to society. Uh, and I remember speaking to you before we walked in here, like you're just buying pointless shit because you kind of feel like you have yeah. to. I was back in the second lockdown. I spent a month living in a van traveling around portugal just just me in a van just popping up different places every any any and every environment was my home and this minimalistic lifestyle of just living just on my own terms was the best thing i've ever done and i honestly think why well, once i have enough money i'm just gonna buy a van and i think that's gonna just be cruise, the way yeah. i live just yeah. cruise just live in a van and like and like just just live it like that um because i I think we overcomplicate things. I think we just we we get our house and we try and just just overcomplicate our lives with pointless shit. And then, feel that yeah, and you think you can fill that emptiness with things. Yeah, 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 if yeah. Anything, yeah. it just creates more of an. Emptiness. Yeah, absolutely. And when I was in my van, I was just like, I never felt this free in my entire life. I was living, I was but completely by myself. And the good thing about by by being by yourself when you um, when you travel is that you are completely free because no one's influencing your what decision you're doing, you are doing yeah exactly you're, yeah you're yeah no yeah yeah exactly you've got no one saying oh i want to go visit this or visit that you are the only person who can sort of influence so i was just so free like some mornings i just go off to the skydiving place do a bit of skydiving the next few days i would just like drive and stay by a lake and i just wake up and i'll just be up by a lake the other days i would cl- uh, drive up a mountain sleep by a, a climbing cliff face and I just wake up and I'm there like it's fucking amazing it's, I love it's it all, like, when I had the well I still got the van yeah. when I was living in it I was like living in it for, for over the summer about three months I, I got this place just because space I love the van life I absolutely mm. love it but I wanted to start the podcast I wanted to start streaming I, I it's good to work a, like yeah, yeah, yeah for work like, so I needed this place but like since I've been here like I said I've acquired shit like not I'm not materialistic but like all these things like tables and <laughs> I bought two TVs. Yeah, yeah, and, like, yeah, now yeah, yeah. I'm a trap to all these things yeah, on yeah, home yeah, now. Yeah, yeah. Which if I move out of it, I'll just sell it all. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like I'll give it to my mum or whatever. She like, should take some of it. But I just I watched this documentary on Netflix called Minimalism or Minimalistic, I think it was. I watched called. that. Watch yeah. It, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. And like they talk about just like we hold on to things. Yeah. And there's almost like this guy in the documentary or the film or whatever you want to call it talks about like his mum died and he went to hold on to everything mm-hmm. because you feel like memories are in things but memories ain't in things yeah, yeah and yeah. like you say live for now like you don't have to be journaling every day you don't yeah, have to be filming everything yeah, like, yeah 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 live through these eyes yeah, and like your yeah. brain man like absolutely keep, keep these man up here, yeah man. like even the sharpest minds and those who got the most money in the world such as elon musk he's he's beginning to live a minimalistic lifestyle where he's just stripping away everything yeah. he's just living in they the moment they can have everything yeah 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 they could have, yeah and it goes back to the question like the pursuit of money is just a route to all evil because you're fucking what are you what are you actually gonna do with all that money you know you're just gonna buy pointless shit yeah. which is gonna fill the void like here's the thing which I, I i obviously there's like let's say you're sort of a rich person and you go buy you so you're like super rich and you've got a ferrari and and there's a guy who's who's not super rich but he's he's in the fishing um the super rich guy buys the new ferrari and he gets a level of happiness and the uh, and and the poor person who's just into fishing buys a new new fishing rod for 50 pounds more or something and there's he gets this level of happiness those two levels of happiness are completely the same 
So, I mean, what's the point in trying to, trying to, I mean, you're never going to satisfy yourself by buying more and more and more. You might as well just find out what, what, what actually makes you happy and just go on and undo it and just and find that as a progression. Uh, Yeah. I've just acquired things since being here. Yeah. No, Um, it's, it's like, I, I, I generally think like, just keeping it simple with the van life is is everything. It's gonna. I think really it's gonna be the way I live live my Proper life. Yeah, life. Yeah, yeah, for sure. But I I, just, I think but it there is like a time and a place for like like a, a house and that sort of thing where where you can do your sort of work. Obviously you've got your editing to do and you know. But because in the van like like yeah. I, I love the van like like chilling cruising. But like that's the one thing I couldn't do get productive. Cause, yeah, like, yeah. You'd wake yeah. up in the morning, it'd be cold or whatever. I had no space. Like I feel like having yeah, a yeah, yeah, space. Yeah. It's, it, good, like, like, it's definitely not easy like it's the van life is not for it's not for like everyone like it's it, it it's like you like you said you wake up a bit cold like it is it is quite tough you've got to try keep things clean a bit like it is quite crap space is so yeah, small yeah, yeah you yeah. have to keep things clean. yeah but, but there is something very good about that like there's something very yeah yeah easy. yeah yeah that's true like uh, every every environment was my home you know like i yeah. just like i made i was just going through lisbon and i was all like portugal sorry and i was just like any place in my home the mountains the 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 you know the fields or wherever the lakes it was just everywhere was my home i went back down to the algarve where it was like which is like deep south of portugal which is basically like africa and then i was going all the way up north where there was waterfalls and it was much wet more wet and it was like a completely different country i was just able to see the whole country just by just by just by living in this van and living like that uh but one of the weirdest things is when i got back and i was like I, i was like going around my house and all that sort of stuff and i was bored so quickly because it was the same thing yeah what it's weird like again society like we're taught like get and i understand like i want a house to be fair but Mm. like a house doesn't move like a house you're stuck in that one location people get a house get a mortgage 35 years fucking 25 years whatever yeah and you're trapped to that one location forever like you're you you have say say the time you become an adult Mm. on average you probably have 60 years left and you're taught to stick half of that like a commitment that's why mortgages scare the fuck out of me man. oh like, yeah, yeah yeah you're trapped to that location yeah i'm trying to avoid anything which anything loans and yeah yeah yeah, 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 and yeah. almost like van life is so, and obviously you've got a family you can't do it yeah, like, yeah. all of that but like as you're young man get a van pay you can fucking buy a van for like a gr- i know someone that bought a van for a grand well lee bought a van for a grand and done it up for about 800 pound yeah so it's like 1800 pound everyone can get you work a job it's in cheaper than living yeah 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 a month or two get two grand well it's cheaper than rent and it's, it's than accessible rent, yeah. to anyone the only thing is like it's, it's just a bit of an effort like where i remember when i came came back from prison i was just living in my house and like I was like, this is so boring because when you when I was in prison, like there was there was something happening every single day. Like I was going there, there was some some kind of stimulation every single day. When I got back home, I was like, this this is so boring. Like I'm, this is nothing going on. It's just silence. Yeah, yeah it's, it's just it's just silence. I know that sounds really weird to say that. I've got a thrill out of that, but it's the same principle with the whole fan thing. Is that like I I personally have to constantly constantly switch my environment up i've got to constantly keep things active keep changing things to keep my mind mind active i don't know if that's the same with everybody or on on that 
some people I guess are the opposite. Some people don't like to switch up. Like, yeah. I know people that like hate traveling. I like like. Oh, I just can't see that. I, no, I love it. The one thing I hate about traveling is routine. Like not having a some sort of routine is healthy. Like whether yeah, yeah, that be yeah, working yeah. out every day. And whenever I travel, I lose all routine. Yeah, yeah. But like some people just love routine and love a house, and, and everyone's different, man. Like yeah, we're all wired true, differently. Yeah. But me personally, I think van life is the way. Like yeah, 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 yeah. Cruising in a van, and you, I got that when I because I went from the van to here. And I, like, I, I loved it for the first, like, month. And then I started getting itching, like, I want to go somewhere. I need yeah, to go yeah, away. And yeah. since then, like, I drove up to Scotland the other day and, like, went up to Kent, like, two days ago, like, ghost hunting and that. Like, I need to constantly... Yeah. Like, we were talking... Tell me about, about that ghost hunting. We, we went ghost hunting, like, two days ago. In, like, <laughs> That's mad. The most haunted forest in the UK. We've done it before. Yeah. It was really sketchy. Um, cause Wait, we, is, it, is it supposedly meant to be a haunted place? Supposedly yeah, 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 Most yeah. haunted in, uh, oh, in England, one of them cool. ones. Yeah, yeah. But I went with Lee and my mate Finn the first time, and it was brilliant because we didn't know nothing. We were just like paranoid. Yeah, that's scared. it. Yeah, yeah. It was yeah. proper good. Then we went again the other day, like two days ago, but with one of his mates, Lee's mates, who's a really cool guy, but he's really into ghost hunting, has all the machines and no stuff. No way. But that sort of takes away from it because you know, like, I don't know, it takes when it's just three guys and you're hearing noises and you get paranoid, paranoid, it's a lot better. Time, but when yeah. you've got someone who's really calm yeah. <laughs> and has all the machines and that, it almost takes away from it. But oh, that's amazing, actually. No, I've always thought, I, I always think, like, I definitely believe there's something else in this world. Like, I think is like, I, I definitely believe there's some kind of, like we said before, like, this whole, like, reality is so fucking crazy that everything mm. we're looking at is just little particles vibrating constantly. Like, I, I definitely think there is this spiritual life, despite it sounding, there's no rationality to it. I, I, I don't believe in God. I don't believe in religion. I don't know if we go to heaven or not, but I definitely believe there's, there's something. Some, something. That's what I always there. tell people. Something there. There has to be. There has to be. Like, think how crazy this life is. Um... And you it, think that there's just nothing. Yeah, 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 exactly. And, and we are tiny, tiny little organisms on a tiny little speck in the middle of of the infinite abyss going, traveling around the sun at fucking warp speed. And, and, and yet we are experiencing this life and having this conversation at the same time and believe that we are the center of the universe. It's, it, you know, there must be something more yeah. than this dimension yeah. we, we we belong in um it's I, I i definitely believe there's there's something and sometimes i get like l maybe little hints like something you know like a, a gut feeling or intuition. intuition is that is that like some kind of spiritual thing there is uh, yeah gut feeling and i always say this is the most fucking powerful thing yeah ever. and yeah, we're yeah, taught yeah, yeah. again to not listen to that because if you listen to your gut feeling you're going to make mistakes and yeah yeah of course your gut doesn't know your gut is your second yeah, brain like yeah, that's, yeah, that's proven so like true. scientifically your gut is your second brain mm. like your gut produces serotonin de mm, yeah. dopamine like yeah your gut is your second brain it's like that gut feeling have you ever had that feeling where you you just feel something's off. Yeah. Yet yeah. you go with it and then it's off and you're like, fuck, my gut feeling was yeah. right. And obviously it's not right about everything, but like, I feel like, I trust my gut feeling with most things. Oh, like, fucking over rationality. Yeah, over yeah. rationality. Because I, I feel, you, energies, like, feelings, you feel when something, you know when you meet someone and you feel, oh, this person's off. Like, yeah, There's yeah, something dodgy. Yeah. Your gut feeling tells yeah, you Yeah, yeah, 100, 100%, mate. Or yeah. like a situation, like your gut feeling. Yeah, just, no, I mean, that's just basically when, I, um, I mean, with with the shard or some of the buildings sometimes i just I just have a gut feeling that this that i have to just invest everything in this because i just know yeah it's just like this 
this was there for me sort of feeling yeah. is and it's it's almost it i yeah i definitely feel that there is there is some kind of force out there what that force is who i knows? don't know yeah. who knows I, I i definitely feel when i get top of the building that i get closer to it like i definitely feel like i've touched like maybe the membrane of a different dimension it, it's so hard to explain to someone who hasn't done it you know yeah, it's like describing know. a color to a blind person like they can't really get it unless they experience it but i definitely feel from doing all these extreme challenges that i'm like scratching the membrane or something yeah, i feel something you know you know when you come away from like a sunrise climb or something and you feel i don't it's hard to explain but it's hard to explain i know what you're saying yeah. it's hard to explain yeah. like if you're listening maybe you've experienced it in something else but i know i know what you're saying mm. but i guess it's that whole thing that we're saying about the brain capacity like yeah. humans access five percent of your brain maybe when you do that you're like Topping into that five point five percent, yeah, 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 yeah. I've always thought like um, our brains are almost like uh, almost like they're like a frequency on a radio. So, but and you can manipulate it by changing one set and setting. So, by sort of going and let's say let's say like I climbed a crane on a sunrise, and you're just changing your setting, changing your set. You kind of tuning into a different frequency of life. It's completely different. Like the way I which I experience life right now, having this conversation, and then if I were to do something really extreme, I'm viewing the world and I'm experiencing the world on completely different different frequency. I feel yeah. like I'm. I completely feel like yeah, yeah. I like feel like too. I'm on a different dimension. Yeah. Uh, and and that that variation between the two makes me think you know what may maybe there is m way more there to way more yeah. to this life you know what that is i don't know but we we'll just have to I, wait I like and that. see yeah, no, I like it. Well, I guess that's a good way because yeah. again before like growing up i, I mate, I, I was so closed-minded i didn't believe any of that like i was like very close-minded but like as i go on like that like i've experienced things like that i've experienced same with like when you do the ice swims you tap into a part of your brain oh, you haven't tapped into before fucking, man yeah you act as a part of your brain that you're like hold up I, i've never felt like this before yeah, i don't know how yeah, to yeah. i'm not a fucking scientist i don't know but like you feel it 100 you don't need mate. to be a scientist you don't need yeah, to like yeah, have an yeah, explanation yeah, for something yeah, you feel your yeah, gut that's feeling it, right man, that's it. and that's the same with everything that's going on in the world right now like my gut feeling says look after yourself and like oh me too mate yeah try yeah. and do it like yeah try and like eat healthy yeah, and look yeah, after yeah, you. yeah, that, yeah. your health and that's that's a gut feeling yeah, like, yeah. gut feeling intuition like not a lot of people. yeah no it keeps you on that straight and narrow just follow it yeah just straight up follow it um talking about ice swims i think we should go for yeah ice swim. fuck yeah man let's do it mate, let's do it fucking mate. guys we're gonna shoot because what time is it how long it's gone fucking yeah, it's gone but that's been a good, that's been a good. <laughs> we have got loads to speak about but we're gonna end this up because we're gonna go for an ice swim um but let us know in the comments if you want to do another podcast. I'd love to have you on again. Mate, I, I mean, I've been lost in thought and, and speech. It's, just it's been, been good. I like, I like these sort of conversations with all of my friends that have like, like-minded. I, I hate small talk, dead conversations. Can't do it. Can't do Can't it. Do Can't it. do it. <laughs> it's like, yeah, no. really? And I do do it. Like, don't get me wrong, we all do it. But like, I like having a conversation that you gain something from. Like yeah, I've, gained, no, I, I've gained a lot from that I, conversation. I, I, I feel like, I mean, I've done a lot of podcasts in, my, in, in the past and I feel like it's uh, been an interview. I very yeah, much yeah. feel this has been a conversation where we've expressed our own similar thoughts and sort of it's yeah. manifest and we fed off. Yeah, I just, I love yeah, doing I it. Love so that, I look, yeah. mate, I'm fucking blessed as anything to allow, to allow mate, you to you come down and on. do this, man. Well, guys, we're going to end this up. Me and George are going for a bad boy ice swim. Then we're going to go for a sauna. What else are we doing? Just fucking well, anything which goes. Do man. a bit of everything. But guys, thank you for watching. This has been the first podcast. This should be the first podcast that we release. Um, 
I've got loads of plans on this podcast. I've got loads of cool guests coming on with amazing stories. Let us know in the comments if you want George to come back on. We'll probably get George back on anyway. No, George, just come back on anyway. <laughs> Fuck it. Uh, don't matter what you comment. Um, I love George's mindset. Honestly, I always tell people about George. Like from the first time I met him, he has one of the most insane outlooks on life that I've ever Thank met. You, I appreciate that. So fucking thanks for coming on. Bro. Thank you, man. I really appreciate it. Guys, make sure you're subscribed. Make sure you got your notification bells on because we're going to be dropping loads of podcasts. And George's links are in the description for his social medias. Go show him some love. And we'll see you in a bit.